Greetings, and welcome to Black Pill Digest. I am your host, Sean McCann, and my other host here, James Cordner. Welcome. Hey, Sean. Wonderful. This is a joint effort between the two of us. Uh, it's a long time coming, and um, the black pill is the most important pill to take, and it's the one that nobody wants to swallow. So this show, we're going to highlight the black pill subjects, and we're going to talk about the true implications of what is really going on. Uh, we're going to step above the politics and above the emotional reactions and look at it from a higher perspective. And we're going to understand the spiritual implications, the psychological implications, and uh, the human slavery that we are all dealing with. Uh, today we have guests William Ramsey and Loomis, Loomis from Chant It Down podcast. And here we have Hans Utter is joining us uh, just in time. So we these uh, they're going to join us for a discussion about the death jabs. Uh, welcome, William. Let's start with you. Let's say hello to John. Great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome. And hi to glad, James as well. Thanks for glad to have you as well. And Loomis, hello. Thank you, James. Okay. Thanks, Sean, for having us. Awesome. We're very glad okay, to have you. You are. Yes, we can hear you good. And uh, we are. We can, Hans. Hello, Hans. We don't see you, but we yeah. can hear you. No, I'm just trying to sort out sure the audio inputs are okay. coming through on here. So okay. Just go ahead and set it up. We're going right. to just keep moving. All right. All right. Yeah, it sounds fine. All right. So that there was Hans Utter, another friend of the show's, and uh, he is here to join us as well. Uh, William Ramsey, you can find his uh, his website is williamramseyinvestigates.com, and he runs William Ramsey Investigates Podcast. Uh, as I said earlier, Loomis is, uh, is leading Chant It Down Podcast, and you can find him at chantitdownradio.com. Uh, James? is uh he runs a hitchhiker's guide to truth podcast and you can find his website at freeyourmindne.com and hans uh where can we find you uh on my website there? oh yeah uh, uh, yeah Oop, your audio is not me, coming right? through too good yes i can hear you now okay okay i need to find out the Set up protocols for. Okay, you take your website. time. We'll, we'll get. We'll come back to you. No problem. Can't hear me. Okay, so we can hear you. Yes. All right. So James, uh, take it away here. Where 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 would we like to go today? Where where do we want to start? I know you had some ideas. Did you? Uh, oh, the had, the. The mission statement here that we're trying to accomplish is uh, is to uncover the the most doom and gloom stories here, and to try to help. Like a like we've written in the the description for the show, it's a, all the while endeavoring to help people fortify their mental strength in order to bear the coming storm, in order to uh, hopefully lift people out of the darkness and into the light, and to just help them prepare and know what to do. 
Um, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we certainly do claim to want to help. Um, tonight, we're just going to come right out swinging. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot going on recently. You know, we're, we're not here to pull punches. Um, and we are honored to have some very high-class investigators with us here this evening. So I'm, I'm very pleased to meet all of you fine gentlemen. Of course, I already know Sean. Uh, but anyways, the topic for the evening is going to be the vaccines and um, how we have found certain artifacts of, and evidence to uh, kind of <laughs> bolster our argument that we've been making for the last uh, couple of years now since, right. since the talk of the technology of the mRNA was going to be used for these, uh, for these vaccines vaccines whatever you want to call them right not a vaccine uh, they changed the definition right and that that um we just have some damning evidence that we can provide here this evening so yeah uh i just wanted to say william you've been you've been doing a uh a series called bioweapon blues on your podcast william ramsey investigates and uh what you're in like the 12th episode fourth 14th and 14th? I had my 15th queued up. So I'm, I'm, there. I'm at about 30 hours total. Good Lord. You know, I streamed them to Rockfin so people can see the video. If they go to Rockfin, if they don't want to just listen to the audio and your series, it started with, uh, the died suddenly group of Facebook, right? Correct. Correct. So I would say I was kind of watching the whole shot roll out with a lot of suspicion I'd done research in the past. I'd done research into the New World Order. So I was always kind of higher paranoia is probably a way to put it. Total paranoia is total awareness, as uh, Charles Manson said. But, <laughs> so I was watching that. And then I got back onto Facebook. I have this kind of love, hate, mostly hate now for Mark Zuckerberg. He's a monster. These were covered. There's tons of monsters out there. Zuckerberg is one of them. I was on Facebook and came across the Died Suddenly News. And it had grown. I think in a span of two or three months to over 300,000 uh, just people, you know, subscribers, but people were posting on that, all of their personal stories of deaths that you weren't hearing on the corporate media, the controlled media. And so I was reading, it's just a horror show of misery, disability, injury, right. child killing, the whole bit um, before it got shut down. And I think it got restarted. The guy who started his name is Diago. I think he has a longer Brazilian name or Portuguese name, but uh, that's really where it set me off. So then I really tried to pick up as much information as I could and retell those stories just to try to uh, memorialize their stories because I found them all to be authentic. People have criticized them, you right. know, people are making it up, but why would they take the time to do that? But they were coalescing. And I think that was important too, is that these people had independent stories that they had heard from wherever they were in the country. And then they were coalescing in Facebook, and that was why they had to shut it down because yeah. starting to compare notes, compare locations. So initially, they just told the stories, and then people were like, "Where are you? What lot did you have? What batch did you have?" So people were really, and I think that he's moved that to a personal site now. But that's really where my inquiry uh, got off the ground. Yeah, that's something news. That's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, like I follow your show, and once you started this, I was like yeah now william's on the case because you go whole you go all out man uh, you know you don't hold back and um i appreciate that and i'm very glad that you could join us here today oh, thanks. thanks awesome 
uh hans you got everything working there you you look uh top notch looking fine how are you today oh can't hear you can't hear you audio you're muted <laughs> sorry <laughs> nope nope i don't hear it but that's uh you, there's uh, well we'll try again <laughs> uh loomis you uh you yourself had a show yeah. on, on your show about the jab and you were you described it as uh you were trying you know you you were you were not trying not to talk about it, but you just finally had to make a show because you couldn't keep it inside anymore. Is that the case? Is that... Well, I've kind of been talking about it the whole time because I kind of right. knew from the very get-go that the reason that they did this pandemic was so they could get the shot into people. But here and there, I would say stuff about it, and I finally started a mini-series called the invisible trail of death because we can't talk about it because it's like fight club we can't talk about fight club so right. now it's like i'm i'm tired of not talking about it. this is the biggest stuff that's going to happen on planet earth at, at least in this period of time and we have to talk about it and if um if we you know if it hurts people's feelings or makes people uncomfortable i i don't care because it's time that people start preparing their minds for all this this right. is happening um and I decided in my own personal life to start talking about it to even strangers a little bit. And I know that that's pretty hardcore, but um, <laughs> that's what I'm like. like. I can't help it. I can't, you know, but when, in the podcast, I've just been saying he bits here, there, looking at the possible integration with what is already in our bodies from the stuff they've been spraying on us for right. so many years and um, the ingredients within it. And I've just been covering it kind of non-stop but then at the same time i want to add in other things that are going on too but this it's coming increasingly clear that this is the biggest thing we need to be talking about right now and yes. i appreciate you guys for having me on because um we need, this dialogue needs to happen especially since the release of died suddenly yeah yeah that um, right. this is the this is like one of the biggest things that we do need to be really talking about even if even if there's there's always the chance that we're incorrect, but just the fact that we're not going to even find out if we're incorrect if we're not talking about it. That's right. If, if we're not f trying to feel our way out of this like a blind kid in an orgy, we're not going to figure it out. And I know I'm making a joke about that, but it's true. Yeah. If, we're, if we're censored, then we don't figure it out. Right. If we're censoring ourselves, right. then we're just what? We're just lost. Then we're then we're you know we go along with it. If we're censoring ourselves, you know, they want us to censor ourselves. That's the whole panopticon idea, you know. Um, uh, William mentioned earlier, uh, before we started, he said that this is World War III. I wanted to, William, would you like to uh, expand on that a little bit? I think you're kind of in a non-kinetic. I think the person who brought that up was Naomi Wolf, who I recommend people follow. She's yes. got a lot of the documents. But it's a non-kinetic kind of warfare where uh, it's not just the shots, just like Luma said. They're poisoning stuff. There's, uh, what is it, uh, oxide and some of these other other products and things like that. But if you add in the shots, uh, the nanotech that's in the back, if you add in fentanyl and all this yeah. other stuff that's coming out of China. Interestingly, right. I think it also the fentanyl is made in Wuhan. You're yeah. in a bio oh, wow. war. Yeah, you're, they're in a bio war. You're in a right. bio warfare 
right. environment where millions of people have died. Like, I mean, some of these guesstimates and they, these, they're changed. They've actually caught uh, the government's fiddling with the numbers in Europe. They're starting to decrease the numbers literally from the government so that people don't find out how many people are dead. But wow. the numbers are, are enormous. Millions and millions of people have died right. from the shot. And then you can throw in the negligence and their death protocols. Suicides and all the Suicides. Yeah. Those aren't even included in there. Suicides. Right. There's a lot of injured people who are killing themselves. There's a mass kill-off. I mean, it's a terrible thing. There's a, a lot of people who are injured are committing suicide. Right. Um, you can't get they can't it's I mean, an awful kind of injury right. and they can't find relief but uh there's another guy this peter halligan he's extrapolated all of the numbers from europe in the northern america and then times that by eight to account for the rest of the population of the world and his estimate is hundreds and hundreds of millions at least a, right. maybe a billion people have been injured so it's off the charts and with warfare an injury is more effective on the battlefield so um, if, if someone is injured, then their whole family has to be there to take care of them and they can't go out and fight. You know, uh, that's why landmines only take off a leg or something. Um, and if you think about it, they really couldn't kill off this many people in a warfare type scenario, you know, like World War One was way different than world war two and everybody's like oh what's it gonna be now and it to me it's all the same it's there people are being mind controlled into creating a ever more creative way of killing people but it's all the same you know they just uh, yeah i guess uh with the controllers of this world hold us like cattle and they every now and again the cattle need to be culled you know, when, it, once we start to become out of control, they need to reduce us down again. And they wouldn't have been able to do it with a with a front war. And if they have if they want to do a new world, they can't have nations fighting each other. You know, and how are they going to kill everybody if they can't have a normal war? And this and the same amount of money that was going to the bombs and, you know, Northrop Grumman and Lockheed Martin, that all went to Pfizer and you know, during that whole period of, of, uh, you know, the warp speed and all that jazz, uh, they just shifted the amount of money into their pockets, you know, and it seemed like the same story. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you No, you're absolutely that? right, but it's a different form of war warfare. So it's from the top down, top yeah. to the bottom. And if you look at some of these other researchers who are looking into and trying to ascertain who's dying, it's mostly the poor who or middle right. class who didn't get their information so the informational warfare is a very important component right. but you almost never see anybody wealthy or connected who's uh had any death yeah that's true very few very few yeah. like in that died suddenly movie there's uh uh the the guy from israel the um uh Uncle Bobo or whatever, I forget his name. But he's like, you know, he's making a face. Meh. It's like he gets the jab. And it, it, of course, he's not getting the same thing as everyone else. You know what I mean? They have a tier. It's a hierarchy. It's a hierarchy. And, you know, there are levels. And there so, was one lady who came out and, and spoke out in Croatia or somewhere kind of in middle Europa who said there's a two-tiered system on the jabs and they have numbers on them and people know the number. Wow. And so... 
one people get to that one number and the other people get the rest. And there's some saline jabs and there's been other people who've been caught clearly not get, saying they're getting a jab and not getting it. So there's skewed business. The locks are all different. The, right. the, it's the got level a, of, of deaths. They should be the same throughout all of the lots that were distributed, but they, they that's not what they're finding. They're finding hot lots that are killing off more. And some that they literally were sending out letters in the UK to people saying, sorry, but you got a saline shot. So there's like wow. the problems with these shots. Yeah. Like manufacturing. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. There's, there's the pharmacy here in the States called Walgreens. Literally they, they made it public that they were accidentally giving out saline shots. <laughs> You know, like it, 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 you know, of course it's an accident when you know it's an accident, but they got they got outed for that, and it's an, and that was like about a year ago. No, maybe it, maybe those people who got them should thank God that they got it. Yeah, it maybe eight. I'd say eighteen months. You know, within the last eighteen months, that's when that that story broke. You know, and there's a Walgreens right down the street from my house that I got yelled at for not wearing a mask inside of. And I'm like, there's it's 3 a.m. There's no one else in here aside from you and I. Like, that's another thing. Situation, but um, what do you guys say? Should we dive okay. into some of the uh, some of the stuff that we've brought here this evening? Do you guys, please, James. Okay. Uh, one. I just wanted to add, just check in with Hans one more time. Hans, can you hear us? Are you there? Uh. No man, I'm all right. I'll send him some chats. I'll I'll send him some. Don't all worry. Right. We'll just go ahead, James. Okay. So I was kind of briefed on a little bit of what each of you guys wanted to bring tonight. And uh Loomis, you you have in in my opinion, one of the best articles to really open this up with because it's one of the latest things that that has come out and one of the you know, one of those little things that they try to do. So Take it away, bud, and uh, tell us what you got for us tonight. Well, um, are you regarding regarding the amnesty? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, this is the perfect place. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let me see if I can find the exact article. I had it up here, but it everybody's kind of seen it. It was by the Atlantic, I think it was, and um, basically what the lady was saying is that the um, well, here's there's another article here, but basically what she was saying is, is her name was Emily Oster. Or I, I think she should, I, she, I think her last name should be Oster, ostracized. She should be ostracized from society. That's what I think. But anyway, she argued for pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said we were when we were in the dark about COVID. And um, the thing that that real I think most people can agree. Is this is like, it's like, I don't know, to me, it's like if your lover cheated on you, broke your heart, you got fired from your job, you got beat up, and then a week later, she says, or somebody says, will you forgive me? It's like, no. And it's like it came out even too soon. And for me, amnesty comes, in my mind, comes to those that realized how wrong they were they've apologized they but they've changed their path and started speaking the truth and going down the rabbit hole that's the kind of thing that i would forgive but you know they're just asking us 
like to forgive all the things they've done, all the lives lost, all the, the businesses shut down, all of the uh, suicides, drug overdoses, and domestic problems because people were at home and for all this and just to say, yeah, um, we're sorry, but, um, and, and it's almost like, it's like, we're just going to, we're going to do it again. But, you know, basically they're saying that, basically they're saying that we're going to do it again, but will you forgive us even though we might just do it again? And, and it's just, and it, I think all of you can speak on this. It's just ridiculous to think that, that we're going to be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, we're sorry, dude. Let's just all get along. I mean, at this point, what's happened to society and all the, the lies that have been told to us, it, there is no going back and there is no amnesty as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let me see if I can find that article because I have like a snippet from it. But, uh, but anyway, you guys tell me what you think about that. Well, it burned up the it burned up the internet because every but there was all these people who have been commenting on COVID said no amnesty ever because but they're also that sure her article assumes that these mistakes were made in good faith, right? Yeah. So that assumption should not be assumed because I think a lot of these are very dark actors involved yes. in this. So her article is just a, it'll be a it'll be like a mark a black mark on this whole event. Incredible. Mm. The other funny part about this is that um, last week, oddly enough, was when I did my solo expedition on exploring this article, and I pulled it up on the browser, and they scrubbed part of the headline. They changed it, George Orwell style. This is great. And, and I'll bring up that part right here, based off of what you were saying, and uh, we'll we'll um, we'll share this right up here. You said it, it says we need to forgive each other. Blah 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 blah. Now it says, let's focus on the future and fix the problems we still need to solve. That's what it says there. Instead, instead of saying, uh, instead of saying, where is it? Instead of saying this, where it says, we need to forgive each other, forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. <laughs> what we so, did. Yeah. yeah, what we did and said. Right. So the... the That's incredible. You know, that's, yeah. That that's just, you know, when I pulled up the article last week when I was doing this, I was like, wait a minute, that's not what it said. It said we need to forgive each other about this BS. And I was like, no, they didn't. And I was like, yeah, they did. And the damn the, the damnedest thing is, is that while I was doing this, I also had pulled up the Department of Homeland Security um, uh, story that was published by The Intercept. And we, where the Intercept did some digging and found out that the Department of Homeland Security had a backdoor login portal through Facebook All right. um, to give Facebook flags on what the what that platform needed to censor and to take down and to bury in their algorithm. And wouldn't you know it that on the same exact day that this article from the Intercept was published, it was October 31st of 2022. The same day that the article in the Atlantic was published, so when uh, when you're gauging the scale of when you're gauging a scale of of uh, reaction, of course people are going to be drawn to something about the pandemic because that's where people's emotions are going to be very very ripe, and they're going to be ripe for the picking. That's the low hanging fruit, in my opinion. You know, that's the distraction. That's the birdie. Look at the birdie while the you know the camera the cameraman thing. And no one's going to be paying attention to the Department of Homeland Security thing, which is what they really should be upset about. 
this forgiveness thing, we can talk about that later. We're still not even out of this bullshit anyways, because we can't start forgiving one another until the truth comes in. Right. And they're still, they still won't let anybody in the country without a shot. They still make people in colleges take a shot. Like, come on guys. And this department of Homeland security thing is in, in my opinion, the bigger story, they bury it because everyone's going to be emotionally reactive to the pandemic stuff. Speaking of emotionally reactive, I did want to bring up that film that everybody has been seeing in the last couple of days. Uh, Loomis mentioned it earlier, and I think that is, uh, you know, we can get into it later, I guess. I didn't want to go off topic. but So, Loomis, what else did you, um, what, I, I'm sorry that I cut you off there a minute ago, but please continue with, with, with uh, sharing. Well, oh, yeah. I, I mean, basically... I just think, like, if we were to get, you know, grant anyone amnesty, it, 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 I mean, like somebody said, we're not out of this. Like, that's that's a really good point. And it's not like the good people won and, that, and that's why they let go of their restrictions. We're still deep in this. But if this were to ever be someday where we actually – people granted amnesty to the wrongdoings of government, which should never happen anyway in my opinion, but <laughs> – um, the, the fact that is that it should be taught just like in school, like Hitler was a bad person and Stalin was, Stalin was a bad person and all the rest of them. This should be up there with that. They should be teaching kids. Yeah, we'll never do this again. And so I, I see them right now is they are allowing this break in tyranny, at least upfront tyranny to regather themselves. It's like we went through a beta test and for the next thing they want to do, they're regathering their energy for something. So we're kind of in this calming period. And I think this is when our voices need to be the loudest because, um, you know, we have it right now. We we have the ability to voice ourselves before this tech prison starts really rolling out. But, you know, granting amnesty just is, is so laughable. I mean, it's honestly like... It's 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 like forgiving. I, I don't even have words for it. I, I just it's unbelievable that it's even coming out this early. It's it's um, I don't know. But the thing is, we're we're deep in this still, and uh, we have to figure out. <clears throat> well, their next move, yes, but we also have to really. These people have to be have to be. You know, I'm not saying in, yeah, imprisoned or even worse, basically for yeah. what they. Hey, am I am I on finally? You are. Hello, Hans. Yeah, all that different computers. It was all because of the browser. But well, you know, you know, one thing is forgiveness. Like who, you know, who's forgiving who, right? Who's forgiven? So this is part of if you look at it, you know, your basic template of a ritual processing, right? Is um, separation, initiation, and return, right? So the separation. So any, you know, just take our, you know, guy out in the outback, you know, you're an Aborigine, you have to be separated from the tribe, you go out, have to survive, that's your separation, you're torn away from your root, then you go through the initiatory process, which is basically kind of what we went through, and then you have the the return, you return to the normal world, but it's a different world, because you're different, right? Wow. So, COVID was a ritual, ritual process. It's, you know, it's COVID, it's the corona, it's the crown, right? So you have to look at the pen sephira, the crown of the sephira and the body. 
So all the different limbs, right, is sort of like the limbs of humanity in terms of the different functionality. So that to ask for forgiveness is that it's like a double reversal where, no, so you trusted us and we deliberately tried to kill you. <laughs> we devastated social networks and people survived, right? The strong have survived. But I still have, you know, people dying randomly that I know even the past two weeks, you know, three people passed away, just suddenly just died. Right. And in there are people that are perfectly healthy, you know, between like 35 to 45, that age range. So that's, that's ongoing. Right. Yeah. Um, but as, as it's withdrawn, you, what do you forgive? I mean, it's the same, you know, it's the same attitude. It's the same thing of trust us or else get in line with a gun to your head. You know, yeah. There's no, you you know, it, it's actually an abuse of forgiveness, right? What do you forgive? You forgive trying to create the, you know, destroy the, the human genome for the slave class and permanently, you know, make people infertile and have permanent hereditary birth defects and all everything else. And, and how do you forgive that? Um, what does it mean? So, I'll just throw that out there, but definitely want to talk about, uh, I mean, that's, that's a great perspective seeing it from the spiritual, uh, it's, you know, the ritual of it and it's, uh, putting our heads in training us to be following that, even though they're going, they're going below our skin level now and they're still, okay, uh, keep following, doing what we're told, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, like, uh, like a choke collar on a dog you know you like yank it yank it and then you let it loose again and see if it follows you know um but anyway i also wanted to say that the birth defects and uh the fertility is something that we definitely need to talk about today because that is way more uh important i mean like the people dying suddenly those people they took the jab it's their consent they you know the uh the babies that are in those mothers that are dumb enough to take the jab, they are being born horrifically uh, altered and uh, that it, you know, that lasts their entire lifetime and then their genetics further. I mean, is my son going to be able to find a mate when he's, you know, old enough to, to procreate with someone that doesn't have this stuff in their genetics? Like uh, it's very scary. The future of what, from that point, it's different now. Now we have a totally different world because our genes are altered. And what, I mean, it goes through breast milk. Like there. It sheds, it sheds too. Right. Yeah. That's no, a good point. That's like the World War Three. We're in World War Three, really. It's a bio warfare thing. Totally. And people have been changed. They don't even tell you when the, you know, the spike protein stops being manufactured in your cells. I guess it just manufactures until you're dead. Forever, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, when does it when does it turn? No, off? yeah, it never shuts off. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't turn but off. Like, like the, Robert Malone said, uh, it just keeps on. It just keeps on uh, making spike proteins in your body, and wow. it doesn't shut off. So that's the long term effects of this that we haven't even seen yet. That's that's kind of what I want to know about you know like when is all that going to happen i mean because that would be a real mass die off we got the short term we got the immediate we got the short-term deaths that we've seen but then the long-term ones that's a real 
that's that's the one that I'm thinking is happening in a few years. Some of these people have subclinical injuries. That's the whole thing, whether it's your heart, your liver, your ongoing problems or cancer. So the way that it was designed, I mean, for me, this is by design. Like they didn't want to just have people take a shot and die right away. They yeah, wanted they, to have people die from multiple different arms, whether it's your brain, cancer. Right. There's a eight sigma. One guy said there was an eight sigma change in cancer rates. So that's just off the charts. That's super telling. So those people are in the process of passing away. Right. Like once you get like cancer, it's, it's never. And they, they can't really put their finger on what did it, you know, why the cancer went and like they can always. They're calling it turbo cancer, Sean. They're calling it turbo cancer. <laughs> These people get cancer and die in like a month. Yeah, yeah, so. It's so scary. It's really bad. I, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Hans, where what part of the country are you in? I'm in the heart of it all, Ohio. So oh, interesting. Yeah, the, the, the uh, there's there's actually Ohio's sort of a little bit in between in terms of you know how things went through, but it's probably the most boring yet exciting state in America. <laughs> but it Our, seems like you get targeted for the whole opioid kill off. Oh right. And then it's the shot kill off. Like I've heard. It's just through the grapevine, like Kentucky, Tennessee, right, Ohio, where a lot of people have died, like around there. Yeah. I haven't had many people die off. I'm in California and L.A. I haven't had many deaths that can be attributed to the shot, if any, really. I've heard of injuries, but nobody dying here. Yeah, I, I know of an injury in Nashville. Um, he can't walk anymore. Um, he's like everything's going wrong i guess i i don't know exactly what's what it is but it was he took the shot and now he's messed up and uh he's always in pain and he can't walk <laughs> i know that dude personally but other than that nobody in my family thankfully keep my fingers crossed but yeah ohio i'm here too and uh we did get uh the you know the epidemic of of the fentanyl and uh i do believe that is an extension of the opium war you know and what yeah. china it's a, is, it's a form of bio warfare like a retaliation against us from china you know um yeah you know, exactly go ahead i'm sorry right but you know if you go to like rural ohio you can really see the um the devastation um you see entire towns there's there's towns that are just like you know twilight zone right so i just had a thanksgiving eve i had some opioid or you know meth heads break into my house and steal including stealing my cell phone um you know i you know <laughs> i chased them off but so i was you know i got my four thousand meter radius sort of four thousand yard radius where my phone could be but i explored a lot and i found just around where i live trying to find my phone which of course probably fool's errand but i found all these weird little enclaves with these like Oh. Just you know, places I didn't even know existed, right? These forested areas, because I'm trying to see where is my phone. So I found all these forested areas, places with graffiti, with mattresses, with weird masks and wigs and stuffed animals. Wow. I mean, really, shit <laughs> I ran into. Of course, I didn't find my phone, but but it's you know, it's something that it's it's gutted, right? The center um, of of you know basically the white male let's say you know straight up it's primarily the white caucasian male that has gone into this and um it's you know the 
the hard thing people to wrap their heads around is that this is an absolutely, completely, you say diabolical, but they just absolutely want to destroy or control. And they have no concern about how many people wiped out. It's not just, you know, white males. It's every species on Earth right. is going to be part of this DNA okay. control grid. So we're looking at this, I mean, literal mass insanity, um, but but who's insane, right? Are, are, are we insane because we believe what's formulated to us? Are, are we insane because, you know, the Sackler family gets a slap on the wrist for you know, killing millions of people. Um, and that stuff is just coming right through the border, man. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's tons, you know, there's, there's freight, you know, huge trucks full of meth, full of fentanyl, just being dumped all, all over here. Um, and, and so, you know, how, how do you formulate that? You know, when, yes, you can forgive it, but you know, it's the same process, right? right. Same as the first. Right. Aren't the components for meth also coming from China as well? Yes. So yes. like it's it's a full bio. We're in a full bio warfare. You can on the on the black web. You can order any molecule you want from China. They'll both they'll bulk produce it and ship it. <laughs> like, do you know that uh, Western Europe and the U.S. got a different vaccine than China? China did not go with an mnra vaccine. Right. And the CDC head, Walensky, yeah. who's a total traitor and a monster and a demon from hell, was working <laughs> with the CCP. So she kind of knew and she knew that, that that's one of the things that I would like to add is her knowledge of the be safe data that's come out. And she they knew they know these injuries are happening and they're keeping they're they're doubling down this whole thing that happened on October 19th and 20th this year to add the shot to the kids. Yep. Uh, vaccine schedule, which starts next year, depending upon which state you're in. Oh, man. It's going to be mass murder. Yes. Like you're watching the trains go to Auschwitz, right? The death and, camps, and the way that the the myocarditis is heavier in males because they want to kill the males because we're the ones that are going to fight them. Like when they get older, think about the future they have planned. When those little kids that that they're attacking. You know, when they would be the ripe age of fighting, that's that's probably when that new world order is going to be in full tilt. Like, with, you know what I'm saying? 2030 or whatever. Um, they got to they got to hit them young. It's just like the Terminator trying to kill John Connor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's look into this video clip that I've got here. It'll help. Uh, it'll help play off of some of the things that Loomis brought to the table and and. This is a visual representation on the on, on uh, it'll help us understand kind of the play and how we really should be gauging whether or not this amnesty should be granted. So let's let's do this. And just for everybody's uh, consideration, this clip is about 14 minutes long. So we're going to try to just power right through it. And uh, here we go. We're going to you know, have fun. So. Yes, I hear what you what you say about somebody you guys exercising this? their freedom not to have a vaccine and they're perfectly healthy. I don't want them sitting next to me in the theatre. I don't want them standing next to me at the theatre bar. I don't want them next to me or anywhere near me or even in the same carriage on the train. So, uh, yeah, they can exercise their freedom by staying at home. If you decide that you don't want a vaccine or a booster, then you can decide not to go to hospital however ill you get. And that 
Wait, that is your right. So you would you leave the eat. unjabbed at home to die if they had a heart attack, if they suffered from a stroke. That's their choice. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... That's- we need to make it clear to that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say... If you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. People who refuse to accept vaccines, I think the right response for them is not to force them to, but rather to insist that they be isolated. Giving up your human rights is is justifiable. It's justifiable to take away a person's bodily autonomy when you have a global pandemic. Those who haven't had jabs but could have jabs need to have a badge saying unjabbed. Really? Uh, Yeah. We just have to make people understand that, you know, no jab, no life. And and that's how it is. They get a badge. (laughs) Just like William said. Fabricating a pandemic in order to trick populations into taking fertility control is not as far-fetched as you'd think. The World Health Organization has been caught giving fertility vaccines to populations in Africa under the guise of a tetanus vaccine. Is it possible after 40 years of developing birth control vaccines that work in both males and females, the World Health Organization, in partnership with a few pharmaceutical companies and a complicit global media, are now instituting a mass birth control campaign? They have told you COVID vaccines do not stop you from getting COVID. They have told you COVID vaccines do not stop transmission. So what are the COVID vaccines really doing? Vaccine hesitant individuals are often degraded by the media for making the connection between vaccines and autism. What these conspiracy theorists do not know is they have actually identified a knock-on effect of GnRH analog vaccines used for fertility control. Testosterone exposure in the gestational period or infancy is negatively associated with language processing abilities. By default, males are exposed to testosterone during mini-puberty and as such are more likely to exhibit language delay and have smaller vocabularies when compared to girls. This is by no means detrimental to males and in the long run only contributes to the popular cliche that women are better with language and men. Hold on. Do you hear me? Uh, yeah, we lost the audio on the video. Yeah, I'm going to tell James. I think he's talking to his wife. Sorry, here, one second. Mm-hmm. 
often described oh, as I the got it from here. male brain, is most likely a product of GnRH analog vaccines during gestation or infancy, and the flare effect of testosterone permanently damages the male's language skills. Autistic individuals are well known to be language deficient, sometimes for their entire lives. Autistic Boys, James, we need to have you off malformations. Audio comes through. Considering testosterone is essential for genital development in mini puberty, it's clear there is a relationship between autism and testosterone levels. Is it possible that GnRH analog vaccines are dramatically affecting natural testosterone levels in male infants, and this manifests in autism and genital malformations later in life? Autism has exploded since the year 2000. Was some vaccine introduced around that time that could in fact be a GnRH analog and causes the phenomenon of autism? Another growing phenomenon is that of precocious puberty, the onset of puberty before the age of eight years old. It tends to affect girls more than boys and would fall in line with the theory that GnRH analog vaccines are being used on infants. The flare effect of GnRH analog vaccines will increase estrogen and progesterone during mini puberty in an infant girl. This may manifest later in life and cause the onset of puberty much earlier than normal, i.e. between the ages of six and eight years old, sometimes even earlier. Piecing the puzzle together, there is compelling evidence to suggest that COVID vaccines are not intended to stop any respiratory illness and instead are being used as a form of mass fertility control. Considering this vaccine technology has existed for more than 40 years, one could argue that the scientists and organizations behind it have been experimenting with different forms of GnRH analogs prior to COVID and this explains phenomena like the explosion of autism and increased precocious puberty, not to mention falling sperm counts and general infertility. One could even posit that the HIV and AIDS epidemics may have been a false start in this global depopulation agenda. When you consider the relationship between androgens like testosterone and T cells, which play a significant role in the immune system, one could ask the question, is HIV and AIDS really a sexually transmitted disease? Or were populations in Africa and other parts of the world experimented on with hormone vaccines meant to cause infertility? And the knock-on effects were only apparent decades later when these populations developed the autoimmune deficiency we now call AIDS. The global medical community largely kept in the dark of the depopulation agenda, has a conception of infectious disease that is completely backwards. They are under the impression vaccines are used to treat diseases caused by viruses, when in reality, mass vaccination campaigns are causing many of the diseases and disorders we see today, as they are really just fertility control. The knock-on effects of hormone deficiencies manifest later in life after childhood vaccinations in things like diabetes, 
hormone-related cancers, polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, autism, precocious puberty, HIV and AIDS, and who knows what else. This is not to suggest viruses do not exist. They most certainly do. Nor suggest viruses can't cause diseases. They most certainly can. Finally, this theory is not suggesting all vaccines are a form of fertility control. However, fertility control via vaccination is possible, and the architects of our synchronized Western medical system would just need a catalyst to get people in line for their fertility jabs. Add a little social pressure, and you can imagine the possibilities. For anybody that's just listening and not watching, I suggest you go back, timestamp this, and watch this part. A lot of visual aid here. There's that woman who wrote that article, Loomis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screw your freedom. I hated that. Schwarzenegger is such a Screw your freedom. His father's a Nazi anyway. As COVID vaccinations are mandated for school attendance, we are now entering a situation in which virtually every child in the Western world is corralled into a schedule of hormone therapy that could leave them permanently damaged and incapable of reaching sexual maturation. In other words, if a child is given a steady regimen of GnRH analogs disguised as COVID vaccines, they could be rendered a eunuch to use a politically incorrect term. Coincidentally, in the past 20 years, a new term, transgender, has entered the public lexicon. Is it possible that the transgender phenomenon is not a social construct or the newest personality quirk young people use to get attention, but rather a corporate and government-sponsored identity meant to acclimate the population to the very real new normal where a majority of young people will be hormone deficient and incapable of reproducing? The question remains, why institute this global depopulation campaign? This is perhaps best answered by the father of biophilosophy and creator of the polio vaccine, Jonas Salk. In his book, Survival of the Wisest, Salk proclaims, in a period in which fertility or its excessive effects becomes disadvantageous, a new attitude toward the life of the individual develops. Less preoccupied by the possibility of his own early demise, it is understandable that a preoccupation with health for each individual will develop that he may be able to live a full and contributing life and not become a burden to his own being and to others. At present, the problem is not merely of controlling disease and premature death, but of controlling births, 
and enhancing the value of longevity. When we speak of the survival of the wisest, by wisest we mean those who comprehend the survival evolutionary process, as well as the being-becoming process, and who make choices such as enhance the possibility of existence rather than non-existence, recognizing evolution as an essential and inexorable continuum of growth and development. So for those of you watching, are you one of those that becomes a burden to your own being and to others? Or are you one of the wisest? Are you willing to make the choice of existence over non-existence? Again, so, for the, uh, for the uh, only listening, the audience only listening to this, um, it's virtual uh, reality and their virtual reality headset. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, go ahead, James. It's like, yeah, they're basically trying to quell the child's fear of a, of a shot by putting a virtual reality uh, VR goggles on the child and then kind of doing it all through virtual reality, you know, kind of a, kind of a sick and twisted thing, if you ask me. And we know that TV puts you in a trance and, uh, you know, transhumanism is kind of going along with it too. Um, I mean, it could, it could also be getting them into the, uh, this trans, the trans agenda could also be the uh, transhuman, and is this is this thing assembling some sort of reactive computer or whatnot inside that you know um, all this uh, this attack on the children like this is uh, it's another form, and if they can get it in their skin, like of course they're gonna uh, neuter them all. I mean. Uh, then you have to go to a doctor to pay for one if you want to have a baby. You know, it's just like Gattaca or something. Or, uh, but, I mean, the uh, transgender eugenics is just like the ancient cults, the transgender cults of of the old days where uh, they would r remove everything and make them dress up like the other gender. And um, it was... There's a lot of um, occult ideologies where they think they can mold the people into one gender. <laughs> it's a, kind of a strange idea, but that, I mean, that is evident and it has been said before. This is, I didn't just come up with this idea. Um, there's the rebus and the original human had both of us together and we could just create a, you know, um, and for them to ideologize, to like, to like put on a pedestal, uh, the transgender as an ideal is evident that it is these people, uh, uh, and the dark occult will dress up their own kids as the other gender when they send them to school, just like Charles Manson was and 
just like Kurth Barker was. And uh, it's part of the demoralization and like the, it, it breaks down their, their defenses and their, you know. So anyway, it's psychologically uh, takes that, takes their, their self away. And then that makes them like an empty robot, you know, and if they keep complying with getting, I'm sure they're going to put everything in that shot, not just, uh, you like, uh, anti-fertility, but they'll do all kinds of experiments with every new shot. If you get them every six months, I'm sure they're going to get new technology, try new this, that, um, what do you think, Hans? Uh, did you or William? Did you guys hear what I was saying about the uh, the ancient cults? The yeah, I heard everything. <clears throat> I mean, one of the things that just mark on your remark is how long have they been conducting these experiments in shots? People right. may have just gotten wise within the last couple of years, but how many of these people that you see who are kind of gender free walking around they may have gotten some kind of experimental shot that turned them in and been studied? And studied, I mean, that's what's really terrifying is that the creators of these shots know where the lots are going, right. know who they've affected, down to the person. So right. there may be some 18-year-old kid running around today who is really confused about his he or her because they, they're they not <clears throat> overly male. They may have gotten some shot right when they came out of the, their mom's womb that turned them into kind of a... A transgender person, like with, right, who's not they, or doesn't have those feelings, or isn't. Um, right. It stunts know. their growth, basically. Yeah, just something like you. We may be just going through a massive experimentation on humanity, and this is one example of it. Is this right. COVID thing? But uh, another thing that came to mind when you were talking about the gender free, it reminds me of, of like Crowley's view of the pandergine or uh, Genesis P Orge, where it's a positive androgynes right so you're coming back and like he literally uh genesis pure went back to like become what you were talking about like he, he changed his genitalia to become a woman and a man at the same time like just oh, crazy. Oh, crowley was like that too i mean crowley would be like a pandergyn that's why he defined uh lucifer you know the positive androgen pandergyn son right that's what some of these people maybe think they're doing is creating this Pandragine, right. Antichrist. Humanity. So it seems like it's got the hallmarks of the dark occult, right? Right, I'm, yeah, it feels like it. You'd say. Without informed consent, right? So none of these people can consent, you're not, you know, consent, the concept of consent, legal consent. So you have to be a certain age. And you right. can see that in larger parts of the society with these kind of uh, medical procedures on 10-year-old kids who say they think they have, they are woman or man. A lot of those people are regretting it too. Once they get old, oh, like, yeah. holy smokes, what yeah. just happened? They want to go back. So yeah. there's just massive crimes against humanity are taking place right now. And think about like how yeah. how it destroys their mind and their like. If if they like said, "Oh, I can't believe I did that to me," you know, and then um, I've I've read uh, books uh, like I've read a book about. Uh, from Kurth Barker, and he grew up in an SRA family, and he remembers the cult distinctly talking about cutting off limbs in the future or body parts to uh, make people more consent to slavery, have more dissociation, uh, more compliance. And, 
you know, I, I always figured, yeah, that's transgender or not transhumanism. Like they're just going to make them robots and take off an arm or whatever. But now it makes more sense to me that they're taking off their most important parts, you know, like that's the, their, the future of their lineage of their genetics, you know, um, not really the most important, but you know, you know, what I mean. but like, these were things the Nazis didn't even do. Right. Like, I mean, they were monsters, but yeah. what's happening now is just incredible. It's like the, the genetic consequences are just, yeah. they're, they're not going to be felt. They're going to reverberate into the future. Like people haven't, they haven't digested because they're, they're watching the corporate media. They haven't digested the enormity of what's happened in the last couple of years. The insurance companies have digested it though. I mean, like they're talking about 40% increase in deaths uh, overall, you know, and the, uh, the, the oil tankers, they, you know, the insurance companies for oil tankers, they know they have to replace this many jobs because those many people took shots. In three years, they're going to have to be replaced. What is that all about? Hmm? That's yeah. crazy. There's this guy, Dad. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was a BlackRock analyst. He's coming out with a book. I forgot the name of it, but um, he had really apocalyptic views of what will happen to the workforce. He thinks yeah. that there will be, there's a, his, looking at everything, it's the entire workforce collapse because there just won't be enough people to do the job either through death, death or disability. Right, which is incredible. Like he says, I wish, I hope I'm wrong, but he's also looked at all the disability rates. So it's not just the insurance rates, but the disability claims have gone up as well. Right. So there's these huge spikes that are totally abnormal. And one of the things that these actuarials know is how stable death rates are, and how they can. That's how they make money is because they know how much they're going to pay out over time. Oh, right. They're like betting on it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So now they're they're going to have to get the reinsurers are going to have to back up the re, the insurers because there's going to be more payouts and more claims. Yeah. Uh, James, were you going to say something? What was that? Uh, for Deagle.com. Deagle.com was uh, predicting by 2024, 25, like some enormous population declines. And they're like, uh, they work for the military and they order certain amounts of this for their population predictions for just a few years away were dramatic declines too. I don't know if you guys saw that. I think they even took it down, but it was, it was circulating a few years ago. I actually learned it from uh, Max Egan, but um, the uh, Deagle.com numbers of the prediction of the world population. And it's like America was down to like hundred mil, a hundred, yeah, like a hundred thousand, yeah, hundred million, and uh, everywhere else in the world was down to way low numbers. It's like a third of us. Yeah. Like, isn't it like don't we have three hundred fifty million something like that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, that's incredible de- decline. Like it's uh, it's apocalyptic. Right. I heard another one, Charlie Robinson. The kind of that's was when I was looking at Died Suddenly News. I listened to one of his, and he's like the same thing. Like he's looking at the UK going down to like twenty five million people. It's off the charts. We have eighty right now. Think about, think about like the uh, the stock market. All these people that understand what's going on and how much of that wealth they're going to scoop up once everybody's dead. Like, I mean, are we going to be able to? Uh, I mean, I know that money's worth nothing, but with all those people gone, like all of a sudden there'll be a lot more goods around. Uh, this is probably going to be bet on in the stock market as well. Like the, you know, they're buying up all those houses 
like um uh black rock and vanguard and whatnot i don't know it's it's just tough to read the tea leaves i don't know well if you know i'm the chairman in uh is that uh this is not like a new process obviously right this is you can look at um the the spanish flu which was primarily related directly to people that receive vaccinations um so that killed millions of people this is not a new process or uh, you know a, th- a desire um in terms of the you know the gender you know bifurcation or more than that the segmentation this polymorphous gender identity you know you can see you know you look at baphomet and these other deities so this is um, basically, this is really a sacrificial ritual um, of the children. You know, it's a—it's sa- just like throwing your children into the, you know, the 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 Moloch, Moloch, the burning Moloch thing. Um, and and so, for example, the puberty blockers—they were used for what? Chemical castration. Um, you know, so that all this ties in. It's not new, I think, but another level, I think, is a psychic level of sort of psychic currents. I'm just, I just, I just pulled this up, this uh, little, one of my great heroes, like Madame Bavlasky, right? Russian, like, you know, hardcore chain smoker, you know, just, you know, she just beats you down. You walk in there, she'll give you a knockout blow. She was a hard ass. But um, interesting stuff. There's a little chapter in here about epidemics, right? Or a few pages and how epidemics are instilled through magical properties. And I don't want to get too occult because I'm I'm a hardcore rationalist, even though I have the sort of Boris Karloff lighting here that <laughs> my camera didn't, you know, the, the brave browser and I switched. So I'm not doing it on purpose, man. But uh welcome to my nightmare. No, but but this programming, right? I, I wanna look, I made it through all this, we all made it through stuff has not collapsed to the degree they said it was. I just, I was in India for six weeks. Um, it was actually fine. You know what I mean? It was a lot of these things, things have normalized. Yes. People have died off, but there's still like an equilibrium level that it really made me think that this is a lot of, even the Deagle stuff has been around forever. You know, these massive population die offs, agenda 2030, blackjack 21, you know, all these ritual occult murders, um, you know, all this sequencing of various events um, is leading to sort of, you know, the, the, you know, the rulership, right, by the occult hierarchy, so to speak, which is what, you know, what's the difference between John D and Yuval Harari, you know what I mean? Except yeah. for maybe John D had better hair or something. <laughs> uh, and he's probably smarter. But um, I'll just, this is about how um, epidemics are, um, are, are, unleashed um and this is uh Depotier, um which is you know a, sort of his older uh, 18th century authors um you know it's basically says that uh, a result of the what after all sonambulistic sleep that means sleepwalking a result of the potency of magic and what is it that determines these attractions these sudden impulses these raving epidemics rages antipathies crises these convolate these conv convulsions which you can make durable so convulsions which you can make durable this is the process of the the the, the pandemic right it's convulsions you make durable you know what i mean that's a, a permanent convulsion um what is it 
that which determines them is not the very principle we employ. The agent so decidedly well known to the agents. What do you what you call nervous fluid or magnetism? The men of old called occult power, the potency of the soul, subjugation, magic. Magic is based on the existence of a mixed world place without, not within us. This is really important, right? A mixed world mm-hmm. place without us, not within us. And which we can enter into communication by use of certain arts and practices. An element existing in nature unknown to most men gets a hold of a person and withers and breaks him down as the fearful hurricane does a bulrush. It scatters men far away. It strikes them in a thousand places at the same time without their perceiving the invisible foe or being able to protect themselves. All this is demonstrated, but that this element could choose friends and select favorites, obey their thoughts and answer to the human voice and understand the meaning of trace signs is what people cannot realize, what their reason rejects. But it goes on and on, right? But that's it, right? This is the the mesmerism, so to speak, the magnetic uh, properties, the magnetic properties of the vaccine, the magnetic properties of 5G, but also the resonant properties of what we think about, what we perceive. You know what I mean? And so the apocalypse is also sui generis. It's being generated by us through, you know what I mean? So uh, just real brief. Side, you go into the, some of the, the child sacrifice stuff. Some of these videos, man, you watch those videos, they're in, you know, what I mean, they're like, I don't, a lot of stuff, I'll just turn it off, man. I don't yeah. want to see those images. I don't want those images populating my mind. I don't want to have that video drone. Anyone knows that movie? Yeah. That brain stem scarring to allow that to come in. So I, I think at one level, we have much more power than we think, even us being here collectively, right? We have, you know, that power of our blood, our bodies, of our, you know, whatever. Um, at the same time, I mean, we are looking at, you know, this is, uh, you know, a the, the joining together of thousands and thousands of years of this agenda. This is the culmination, right? And, and yeah, so whether it doesn't happen now, it happens next week. In their mind, we, they want us also to actualize it. To say it's happened, we're finished, right? They've already taken over. They already are changing our brains. They already, you know, have done it. That's part of it, right? You understand? Like, the research sometimes will create that effect of this magnetic force, which is what I I mentioned from the, you know, the ISIS Unveiled book. So I'll leave it there, but just wanted to throw that out. And and again, not saying that I believe it, but what, what is all this symbolism? What is all... The decidual magic on the right. TV. What is, you know, besides the occult practices, what's happening? You know, why are we allowing this? How have we allowed it? And what is actually happening? And what is just a projection in our own minds of the media, you know, of, of our externalization of our mind, right? So I'll tell you that that, uh, that Died Suddenly documentary is. Uh, really convincing people uh it seems like it like it uh it has a lot of truth in it but it's also very uh emotionally uh charged and it's very shocking and um 
and it gets people to think like, oh, we're already done. And like, you know, like you were saying it, it, that, and I believe it was, uh, I think it was promoted and created by some, some people that are trying to steer, steer the illusion, uh, because I mean, there are people dying suddenly, but uh, well, I guess I'll get into it in a different show. In my own show, I'll talk about that. But, um, you know, that could add to it. Like, there could be people in our movement which are trying to, like, uh, trying to convince the others, uh, you know, that it is, uh, you know, it's big and scary and it's emotional and you need to react and, like, be afraid and just like the regular news does. And, uh, you know, that kind of takes our will and just sweeps us away with the fear. And, um, you know, that could be part of the, uh, it's a deception ultimately from, you know, and it is a mind control. Everything really comes down to the mind control. And uh, those of us that, that won't agree with uh, what they're trying to do, they'll have other ways of manipulating us and uh you know a lot of people follow blavatsky you know i know you were joking about how she's your favorite uh but you know like a lot of uh a lot of people uh she's influenced a lot of occultists and uh that makes sense that you should bring that up thank you sure. she's a battle axe man if you did blavatsky man there she's you know she was hardcore right and she also yeah. was a total fraud but she also was you know this is the what do you call the electromagnetic fluid the ether right mm. that's the medium that's the that's 6g right 5g 6g this is extracting our natural potencies and powers and inscribing them on the external force which is technology right what's the difference they're still using this uh, look at the look at the um the las vegas shooting right that it's it is this you know it it is a complete occult ritual what what you said about uh taking our natural force and then using technology uh to to make up for what we've lost uh, that's exactly goes back to what that video was take taking our children's fertility and then our the future we're gonna have to pay for, they're gonna have to pay for babies you know they're gonna have to have them made in a bag you know that's why uh bill gates has uh bio milk with a q uh they're trying to make uh breast milk out of mammary flesh that they've created in petri dishes to like feed the people you know uh it's it's really a sick future and if you read brave new world then you you know, it gives a big glimpse into what, what they have planned for us. Um, I just wanted to share a quick thing about, uh, this here is a, um, I'm not sure if it's gonna like, uh, let us, uh, talk over it, but it's real quick. This is a, uh, a line of people walking through ropes and there is a thermal scanner and take a look at that at the little screen (laughs) 
Wow. So did you see their arms? The people walking through on the screen, their arms would go bleep, 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 bleep. So uh, there's a lot more going on with those things. Uh, so I do believe that they're, uh, they're messing with the fertility. And uh, uh, what do you guys think about the transhumanism? Uh, Loomis, I know you got to go real quick. Um, would you uh, would you like to make a comment on this transhumanism? Do we hear you? Oh, you're there. Are you speaking? Oh, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's frozen. I think he's frozen. I will make a statement. I did an interview with a guy by the name of David A. Hughes, who compiled a lot of the kind of independent analysis of what's in the shots. And he wrote an article, the title of it is, What's in the So-Called COVID-19 Vaccines Part? One evidence of a global crime against humanity. And there's all kinds of stuff in there. There's all kinds of weird transistors, self-formulating things that they found. And other people have analyzed them and found nothing, which is very telling because it shows that there's inconsistencies in whatever these vaccines are doing. Right. And uh, uh, it goes back to nanobots. Charles Lieber, who was arrested, he was very much involved in self-assembling, self-assembling transistors. He could create a transistor of something where he would throw it in water and it would reassemble. Wow. Well, you may be looking at something like the highest new technology in there. Right. And that's what the weird things about the shots that people said is why does no other vaccine has had to maintain itself at like negative 50 Celsius or something like that. Like it has to be frozen. So why did they do that? And that might be the reason is these things are frozen and then reassemble when warmed up. Right. And that's the real thing. There's like videos of guys holding their cell phones and they stroke out and die. I mean, it could be something like that. I mean, imagine if you, that's why you have multiple shots over time, you know, they change the goalposts, but you have to get three or four shots. And then this whole thing is reassembled inside you and you are a robot. Oh my God. So maybe that's what's happening in the arteries. I mean, that that's a perfect, um, it's a, it's a perfect uh, place for the, for, for it to hide. Nobody's looking inside there, you know, uh, and it, it has access to all of our cells. I mean, uh, scary. Uh, Loomis, scary. Would, are you, can we hear you now, Loomis? Uh, or can, would you like to try one more time? Oh. Uh, yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, okay. What was that thing you asked? I, I was asking. What William was saying and what I was was talking about was how the shots are transhumanism, like an upgrade. It's like uh, almost like the mark, you know, of uh, you know, being accepting being in the club of the transhumanism. Do you see that to tr- as true? Yeah, I do. And a weird thing came to my mind, and it seems a little out there, but I guess not really because we're all talking about stuff that for most people really out there. But I thought I thought about what some people talk about the gray aliens and believe in them or not. But some people say how they're like one gender kind of like emotional, oh. just like robotic. And if they are real or not, but 
some people say they did it to themselves, that it was them altering themselves. Well, it, it made me think of that because that's what people will become more like, just like this huh. one gender, one neutral, transhumanist, weird-looking beings after being altered so many times. And then, of course, there was something passed like in 2013 that said that people who are born with complementary DNA are patentable, which we're, you know, we're, we're not born with complementary DNA. We're born with original DNA, but people who are altered and have this, they call C DNA, they can be patented and owned by large into corporations or, or governments or whatever you, you may have, what may have you. So the thing is, is I, I see that happening in the future if they were to carry all this out and make the future generation that are the kids now being born by mothers who had the shot. I, I, that video actually predicted what my wife was talking about. She thinks that a lot of these, why they're pushing this transgender thing now is it's the future that they're going to, people are going to be like this. They do put it in shows too, a little bit of um, predictive programming. Like there's this show called The uh, Handmaid's Tale, where it's, I guess it's like an alternate reality or future where women can't have children anymore. And there's just a few left. And those that can have children are these handmaids. So they're putting it in Hollywood. They're, they're, they're slowly like feeding people, especially the young people's minds, that this is going to, you know, maybe be the future someday so hopefully not and hopefully you know we like i I, one of you said how we have more power than we think i hope that that's the case that we do and I, i believe we do have more power than we think that we can change the course of this history and not see this happen because i i want to be wrong and i think all of you want to be wrong about all these predictions but it looks pretty grim when when you see what they're doing but then again there is so many people now waking up from this that i almost see their their plans in the future being flawed that if enough people die off there's going to be so many people saying well fuck this society fuck this system we're not going to obey them anymore and it's going to collapse society to a point where they might not be able to even control it and well i don't know but um I'm hoping that their planning is off because COVID was, wasn't perfectly planned. There, it, there was a lot of things that went wrong that I think they went right. So these elites, they're pretty good at these, their, their future planning and stuff, but they don't always get it right. And I like to always say that too, because we're not always, a lot of people feel like talk about them like so invincible and powerful that plans proceed no matter what. But I feel like, that's false and that i think we can override them and hopefully we will well i like your positive attitude man (laughs) thank you for being here uh it's been a pleasure and uh i just i i want uh william do you have something in the queue there oh i was just going to show something to add which is the kind of v vares data Mm. the v safe data sorry from zelensky uh walensky but I also say there is resistance. If you guys remember the Georgia Guidestones torn down, right? So, yeah, uh, I believe that at the end of my documentary, Prophet of Evil, because it's the 
it's the whole monolith display right at the end of 2001 and stuff like that mm. so, uh, it's designed that way that monolith hmm. uh, style is intentional but this is just something uh, i wanted to point out aaron series worked with robert kennedy jr and these are the guys who litigated to get this information they didn't want to give it up but it shows mm. the vsafe's data shows that this is your government's data this isn't a third party this comes from the CDC. 7.7 of its approximate 10 million users reported having to receive medical care after the vaccine, right? So then if you extrapolate that number to how many people took the shot, it's an amazing, it's an incredible number. Millions and millions of people sought medical care just in the U.S. because of the shot. Wow. So this is, I think, very Isn't, important. aren't they? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, just, I believe that I think, 15 out of like 200,000 people, the original test batch are still alive or something that that is out there. But you know, I mean, the people that took the first, you know, the, the, the trial trial subjects, most of them are dead. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. And so, and this was known about, right. I mean, it, it is, I mean, and it's, it's over the top. I mean, and, and again, died suddenly you look at the, you know, SADS, right. SADS, right. old death syndrome. I mean, look at all the, the, the sports, all the soccer players, you know, the, the most fit people on the planet. Who's right. more fit than a professional athlete in their early 20s? Yeah. And they're just dying of heart attacks and strokes. Or the, 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 the signs in the UK on the side of buses. Oh, you know, as you know, teenagers and kids can have strokes or heart attacks. I, I, I'm, you know, yeah, high schools, are, high schools have defibrillators now for the high, for the high school football team. That's they, they never had that before, but now it's like standard issue. And just another and thing, another if you want to see some of the most recent arthritis in children. Yeah. If you want to see the one of the more recent writings on Brownstone, everywhere. check out this Brownstone Institute. They've done a lot of writing on what was that, James? Brownstone. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh did you say something about myocarditis, James? No, it's not important. Go ahead. Uh, okay, okay. So this uh, Brownstone Institute is. Uh, it was all set up to address the problems a lot of the practice of the vaccine. So you can see, see some of the articles on it here. I see. And this is from the government themselves. No, this is a third party. Third party. Okay. So, uh, so this is what is this the information that Aaron Siri and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. were able to get uh, because they were wasn't that what, what they got was that what they were trying to hide for seventy five years? No, that was the that was the stuff that went to Naomi Wolf and her group. This was something separate, I but I think came out in the within the last sixty days. That's great. I uh, I have another clip from uh, some kids drinking. It's only a couple seconds, but I'd like to show you guys that if you don't mind. That's good. That's good. That's good. Oh, essaye de torse pour voir. Tu peux en coller combien comme ça oh 
Alright, I'm gonna cut it there, but she like eventually puts an entire like set of wrenches on her one on her arm. She's got like wrenches all up on her chest. And they're just like laughing and drinking. But that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Well, not really the scariest thing. I mean, it's very scary. And how? Uh, why is she consenting to this? Why is she happy about this? It's it's a laughing matter. Um, so uh, there's a lot of videos like that too. People putting their cell phones on there, <sighs> on their arms. So they're magnetized. As people are getting yeah. magnetized. So this has got to be transhuman. I mean, this is like this is be, they're becoming robots. They're cyborgs now. <laughs> Um, that maybe is what's clogging people's hearts. Maybe, uh, you know, and we know that, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that people are showing up on, on, uh, uh, Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, wow. yeah, I've heard the argument that it's, you're being put into the internet of things. So the human body is then being. That you makes know, sense. Shoved into the entire matrix. You become part of the matrix. Yeah. So in that sense, like taking the shot is like taking the mark, you know, it's like on your hand or your head or whatever. But uh, it's like once you take it, there's no going back and you're part of the club now. And they, you don't even know it. And pretty, you know, probably in the future, they'll be like, oh, don't worry. Your new cell phone will work with it. As long as you got that shot back in 2021, you know, like, oh, and then it'd be like, oh, that's convenient. <laughs> and then sign away their name. It's it's incredible. These are incredible days. Yeah. I and mean, what they put in these people's bodies is just incredible. Yeah. We have artificial organs, right? Being generated. Like there's a, like an artificial brain, all the stuff, you know, you know about the, the Hydra thing, you know, the, 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 the uh, you know, the genetically modified, you know, organism, this hydra, which is this um, chimera, chimera, but no, it's like the hydra. It's just this, um, you know, aquatic microscopic life form genetically modified. And so all those patents are out there, but actually the self-assembling DNA creating a separate artificial brain, right? Sort of a neural coding that starts to eat your actual brain and these, uh, you know, all these, um, you know, nanobots, you know, have different cellular assignments so that, you know, they're piggybacking on existing cells and then doing that. So you have literally artificial organs being constructed. And then there's, of course, the 6G, which I remember when I first saw that in like it was 2020 when COVID first came out. But 6G is where we, we our physical bodies are literally we are the 5G towers, each one of us. And it feeds off of our negative emotions our fear our anger our depression whatever and it's literally we're powering it and we're powering this grid network of 6g you know between individuals so it's, it's a bio it's like a bio grid of the 5g and that's that's the ultimate layer of this where you know um and so 6g like i said when i saw the first you know, uh, talks on that. I thought there's no way this is happening. No, 60 is real. It's being rolled out, but it's, it's, it's the bio. I mean, it is, we're no we're the antennas. Yeah. You know, it's, it's changing. It's changing your 
absolute chemistry. You know, you are, you no longer own yourself. You know, I know this from, you know, back, back in the day, like Vandana Shiva, you know, where they're, you know, taking over all these like patent for turmeric, basmati rice. Right. right. So I all this stuff years ago about how the, um, when you modify an organism, it, you own that organism. So, right. you know, so w- when your DNA is altered, you, you are the property of whatever, you know, you yeah. know CC or Pfizer, um, and, and they'll, you know, they'll do as they will with you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's that level. Um, and look at the last thing I'll say is that, you know, the, all the things with the corners and you can bring up these video clips that are pulling out miles of these clotted, these yeah. huge blood vessels, you know, being yeah. pulled out, you know, these weird, weird things. I mean, assembling inside and yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that uh, that come to mind hearing you guys talk about all this stuff. So I'll start by saying that um, when and when we so we already know that they're already creating organisms inside these bags. Like that you've seen the videos of the lamb, you know, inside gestating inside that bag. My question is, who qualifies for human rights if they're not born like regular humans? If they're gestated inside of a bag, are they really a human? That's one yeah, of questions that comes to mind second mind is um what is the true intention of all these vaccines and the mrna gene therapy right if it's a play at preparing the dna and altering dna and and and, you know the messenger rna and all this stuff well what i was thinking about the other day was uh was this clip that i came across that i don't have prepared tonight but I'll just say it from memory. Albert Borla, the CEO, current CEO of Pfizer, up on stage talking about this microchip that you're going to ingest through a pill and that it's going to be able to track your vaccination status from within your body and let you know when you need a boost, a booster, right? So, and then there's other clips about, you know, track and trace database. There was a company over in Sweden that recently started putting microchips underneath the skin of their employees so they wouldn't have to use the pin pad to get into the building. And that microchip served many purposes, including tracking their vaccination status. Um, Something else that came to mind after kind of playing with these puzzle pieces was the idea of a splinter. And what the body does naturally with a wooden splinter, it will push it out. It knows that it's a foreign entity that does not belong, and it will push it out. So I'm drawing this picture here where I'm kind of just kind of just playing with this idea in my head about this this mRNA stuff and what it could do to DNA further down the line of these bloodlines, this heritage of these families that are doing it. And um, could it be that this is a play at the transhumanism thing in the sense that they're preparing the DNA and altering DNA of humans to stop the inflammation that would activates the bo- activate the body's natural response to push out things like microchips and brain implants and uh, the things that they would turn us into the Borg with, you know? And it's like, well, if they can't, you know, if they... If that happens, if we're able to have the body's natural response, then we remain human. And we still have these human rights that have been you know, etched into their, into their books. Not that they need to be, yeah. but that, that's kind of how they've uh, largely you know, considered human rights is because we discovered them and wrote them, wrote them down or whatever the fuck, you know, but like... I don't know. What do you go there anyway? You know. What do you guys think of all that? 
that's something that's uh that's something that's pretty pretty trippy in my opinion yeah i uh i you know that's pretty smart thinking about uh not you know being able to accept and um you know you also see the autism the uh, autistic mind works better with computers you know and now like and bill gates has an entire wing of autistic people like uh and microsoft or whatever um so like that's uh they are you know putting us into the mold already i do believe that and you know it's just a bigger you know it's just the newest piece then you know the you know the newest uh creation that's even more I mean, I don't, I don't understand why Elon Musk is talking about brain chips. If you can just get an injection and it just like self assembles, like, um, but you know, but still like, uh, it's really a lot to think about. I mean, if you look at the Huxley's Julian, I'll just Huxley brave new world. It's not, it doesn't have the same kind of moralism that 1984 does where it's an obvious dystopia and people are being mind raped. Brave New World starts off as kind of like they're going through this process of creating different classes of human beings. And they're tampering with them either in the womb or the fake womb or the test tube, which people are. There are test tube babies now. There didn't used to be back in when uh, yeah, China wrote that book, now 34, I think. But it is they were dividing people into class. So those classes, those different capacity classes may be being created right now without our consent or knowledge right. by, by your ruling elite. I mean, yeah. look at some of these other people from these families. They don't have any incidents of autism. They're, 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 right. they're like, if you look at Gates's line, <laughs> bloodline or the bushes, some of these world controller types that would be, yeah. in Brave they live to their nineties. I don't know. Biden seems pretty retarded. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I well, think he's always been a lackey, but uh, I think, you know, I think Biden's from one of the, uh, I mean, I, if you listen to Jay Parker, he's from Delaware and it's from like Jay grew up in Arden and he knows the people, he knows Biden, he knows of Biden and he's in the cult, you know, he's in the cult, yeah. so he's been with the DuPonts, right? DuPonts right. Yes. And same area too. And, uh, they, uh, you know, he's received a lot of, uh beatings i'm sure like really bad abuse and uh you know that's what happens to those people they fall apart like look at britney spears you know well huh. but by i mean biden you gotta look at this crime family i mean the hunter, exactly. the hunter biden thing how that uh, you've got you know incest you've got you know drug you know massive rampant drug abuse you know throwing guns you know and, and running these you know they've got their you know their underground like you know do, you know laboratories right their dungeons experimental dungeons in ukraine right the body the bodies have this huge complex right so a lot of this bio warfare stuff was developed there what happened with it nothing right this is the the sign right of the population that has sort of lost its way right because I mean, biden I mean, he's he's who's haven't has seen the video of him like sniffing the girl's hair and stuff I mean, yeah which one oh, yeah. it's all over all but, over the internet there's a, there's there's so many some of them are hidden 
But yeah, How about but, uh, a state of the nation, state of the union address with all the occult symbolisms and basically oh, calling right. for like, you know, gulags for Trump voters and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah the, what's that? The soul of the nation speech that he has? The soul of the Nazi imagery and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you know that uh, Trump just made a speech saying that he's going to run again and he's saying he's going to kill drug dealers. He's just going to kill them. It's like, oh, and everybody cheers. Like, Nobody talks about that. They're like, oh, Trump's running again. Ooh, they're hooting holler over that. But they don't listen to the 45 minutes into the speech. He's like, you know what? Drug dealers kill 500 people each. Let's and I go think Trump, them. Trump is still taking credit for Operation Warp Speed. So yeah, yeah. He hasn't backed off. It's yeah, a so mistakes were made. Yeah. But, but notice, sorry to interrupt, but look, notice this is something life or death so serious, and you're using terminology from Star Trek, right? Star uh, Trek. Warp Speed. Yeah. Speed. So all this stuff, the gematria, which I I had gotten into it, you know, whenever Corona was going on, maga, yeah, yeah, maga. But but warp speed. What does that mean? Warp speed, right? What does that? It means nothing in terms of actual science. It's a (laughs) reference. But what does it mean in terms of what they're doing? We're warping time, right? This is the end of the age. This is Blackjack 21. This is the ultimatum, right? This is the final destiny. This is the... The The power card. Did you know that Trump had a Kabbalah teacher? I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, he admitted to it. He admitted to it. But Trump is always known as the Joker, right? The Joker card, the trickster, Right. You well, know, uh, uh, that you know, and again, the Bible, but uh, the devil's Trump, and then the Trump, and Trump, the equation, and then all of this, right? All these things pertain to this pseudo freedom we have to choose between what Biden and Trump, right? So you know, yeah, or Kerry and, and Bush, or whatever else. Like it's always that. It's just, yeah. I you know, but uh, when Trump was like when when Trump. Uh, was running in 2016 january 1st 2016 all the newspapers had a burning tower so i was like oh that's the 16th trump and like oh and it's the the tower is the end of the you know tearing down civilization like it's uh that's what he was there to do that like that's why they put him there just like they put bush there for 9-11 they needed their guy you know just i mean hillary clinton was their guy too but you know she's an ego and she's crazy satanic you know can't control that (laughs) anyway and you got to have the you got to have the 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 way that you know uh they'll take your guns with a republican you know they got to have you looking the other way like when obama was in there he was dropping more bombs than george bush everybody was like oh give him the peace prize you know he's so it's um it's like part of the illusion you know um Anyway, please I'm trying to find this Trump reference. It's in, it's in one of his biographies where he says he had a Kabbalah teacher. I forgot which one it was. Mm. And it's absolutely insane that, that he had a Kabbalah teacher. Well, have you seen the uh, the pictures of Trump with um, uh, Cohen, right? Who was the mob lawyer who ran the first oh, Roy Cohen iteration of the. You know, of the, you know, the uh, sex, uh, you know, yeah, thing. Yeah. And so there's Trump and he's, he's like, you know, kind of a semi buff young guy, you know, wearing his cod piece, 
you know, dressed like Roman codpiece. Like, you're, he's a love slave. You know what I mean? He's on the yacht. He's like, you know, wow. I mean, he he's there on the yacht, you know, just, you know, pictures of him. So, he, you know, you enter. So and I'm just going to throw this out because um, there's a lot of things that, you know, some are credible or not. So what do you guys totally maybe off topic, but what do you think of the mothers of darkness temple and all that stuff? And is that, is that, is that real that the mothers okay. of darkness thing yeah. is going on? A thousand points of light is legit. Like the George, George HW Bush talked about it. And a thousand points of light is in the mother of darkness castle in uh, Belgium, I think. Yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Mother of darkness. Yeah. And they are the, they're like, supposedly the the top end of the pyramid and they choose uh who gets what and what's you know who grows up in which role and you know who gets tortured the best and uh who's going to be used for the psychic uh rituals and such um please uh, explain more uh but anyway uh uh, I guess it's way off topic. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> sorry. But Hans, you did say that uh, in in our show, you uh, described how you found that the uh, the tree of death is the tree of life. So, like, uh, it's it is. He's also learning that same working, and that that tree of death working is being played out. Like that's. Uh, we're at one of those stages, you know, to, to, and when we finally become the, the fuel, like uh, dissolved masses, then they can ascend to their, you know, rulership or whatnot. But uh, I do believe in the mother darkness castle or the mother darkness uh, cult. So. Well, no, I've, uh, I have looked into that and it's very, you know, there's, like there's a lot of stuff that comes through the media um, and there's a lot of stuff that is obscured or occulted, you know, that means, you know, of course, disambiguated, not pushing in the wrong direction, but you know, that the actual, you know, occult hierarchy, because, you know, there's a danger of saying, Oh, this is all mumbo jumbo, but why is this stuff? Why are all these magical workings? Why are these occult symbolism things being, put in the plain sight, right? So, for example, the thousand ports of light, you know, the mothers of darkness. And so going to the crown, you know, the crown with all the stars, right? So mm -hmm. you have the whore of Babylon, you have the, you also have the crown of stars, so to speak, right. above, above the crown. And so, you know, all this stuff, though, ties into, you know, or supposedly, you know, the, the base sort of a, the causal relationship of the physical embodiment and sort of the, you know, the, the psychic space, psychic currents, historical world, historical things, all these other things. So this is sort of that liminal space, right? That externalization between the individual and the manifestation, which is where all this stuff is injected, right? This is where it becomes like the poison. It's the interstitial fluid. It's that's, it's that, Tran, tran, transitional space that makes sense so but the mothers of darkness you tie that in like look at the um the diogenta tree you know the films on the mothers of darkness which i i recommend if you haven't seen those that's a gallo the italian horror films um so even some of these films could be 
like that. Um, but go ahead. I'll let William talk. He brought that up. So. Oh, no, then I was, that was where I saw it from. I don't know if that's Trump or Guy Osiri, but so he mentioned something on the book, the way to the top. Yep. And it says one day when, so I guess this is, uh, yeah, it's probably, it's saying that it's page 188 and it's, Saying that his Kabbalah teacher, I can't pronounce the name, but it looks like it's like Itan Yardeni asked how I was doing. I told him I needed a break. So, yeah, his Kabbalah teacher. Yeah. So I, I found that just, you know, that figures. And uh, just figured I'd share that in there real quick to make sure we got that on the record this evening. It was funny that. It was funny that when he, everybody was asking him if he was going to go back onto Twitter, and he, uh, he said that, uh, um, uh, that no, I'm going to stay on True Social. We got a lot of uh, Jewish people on True Social, and we got a good Jewish following on True Social. <laughs> the only country he named was Israel. Yeah, yeah. Israel. That's what he said. Yeah, Israel. Israel uh, uses True Social, and yeah. then and then, funny enough, uh, wasn't it the country of Israel that tweeted? And Elon Musk was like, "We need more countries to tweet like this." <laughs> it's kind of silly. They all took the Pfizer. They were all experimented on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, like 100%, they all took the Pfizer. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it was, I think it was like 96, 97% of the uh, actually got injected. It was way so, up. I've got, a, I've got another video here. This is the Australian government forcing children in a stadium away from their parents to take the COVID jab. Uh, I'm allowed to record. I'm allowed to record. Why not? How's that inappropriate? Yeah, and then there's there's that the 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 video. I think the the first one it looked a lot like it. I'm not sure if it's the same one, but um, there was a video out of Australia, I believe, where like the the child is getting ripped from the father's arms. Yeah, and the second the the second the the, the doctors have the child, the police just come in and just start beating the ever living fuck out of the dad. And it's like, what, like, what are we doing to each other? Like, that's the, that's really what it all comes down to. I mean, we started off this whole talk tonight about t rehashing the amnesty, the bid for amnesty, and all this, you know, smooth this this potential for smoothing it over, and and just how far away from that idea we truly are. And it's just we need to be able to take a hard look over over the past couple of years, and even maybe even further beyond that but if we're talking about this pandemic right dudes we gotta there is no there is no amnesty we haven't even we haven't even gotten the truth yet you want that we need truth in order to move forward we can't keep living in uh with lies it's not going to heal anything it's going to make it worse so like that's that's really like all i gotta say about that for now
But what my concern is is that we're on some type of plan or blueprint, which this is just yeah. one step in a furtherance of seven more things that they want to do. Very so uh, that would be my chief concern: is what's next. That's what the people who didn't think they have to know the people who didn't take it because they've yeah. got everybody who took it right through the through the codes or through the numbers of the lots and stuff like that. So they probably know they have a problem with people who didn't take it because they can't control them. Yeah, um, absolutely. So brilliant. I would be concerned if like people, I wouldn't tell people your status. I would lie. I would say, oh, yeah, I got the shot. Oh. Kind of like uh, Night of the Walking. Uh, no, what is it? Uh, invasion Walk. of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Like, we all had to act like zombies. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yell at it and yell and scream. Yeah, just don't fall. Yeah, wait. I mean, if the agenda 2030, if there's the public agenda and there's a secret agenda, which I would have guessed that's the case, uh, the secret agenda probably means more stuff. They're clearly fixing elections worldwide um, through the, the, I think there's an agenda through the uh, voting machines. And I think that actually plays into everything. Like you can't see this whole COVID event and the shot roll out outside of the stolen elections and fake things. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think that in the broader scope, wide angle lens, like get ready because I think they, they have to, that, that blueprint or following the agenda kind of takes the thought out of a lot of these people. And that's probably why they haven't is we're just going to go in steps. You guys don't have to think anymore. Um, Kissinger and Schwab have done all the thinking for you. Just do and we'll receive. Well, at the end we'll be in a neo-feudal state and right. we'll be the Kings of the earth. Just like something from the book of revelation. Well, I think that there was, you know, definitely an element of it didn't go exactly as planned, right? Because I, you know, if you can, you know, take your mind back, you know, to, you know, because I, you know, I, you know, survive, you know, through the benefits of God, you know, whenever I get a, a concert or something, I'll, I'll make some money. Other than that, I'm just doing my street corner dancing, you know, don't make much money doing that, but, uh, no, but that's in fact we are dancing to their tune but i think they overstepped the line right so i think there was a there was too fast too strong it's that's why that the forgiveness and apology thing is like a little retreat thing so that's kind of a rare level of sort of you know you look at the very complex obviously you know psychological operations warfare yeah. officers pr they you know they have you know infinite you know, trillions of dollars to devote to the manipulation of consciousness. So they obviously sort of screwed up because they pushed it too far, right? They got a little bit too much pushback, right? Because what they, but you look at like what happened in Australia, New Zealand, right? The way they just shut those places down. Um, you look at that, like the, those, I watched a lot of those stadium videos, you know, and all that stuff yeah. you know, before. Just amazingly, immensely tragic. And just, you know, in, in, in earlier James was talking about, no, you get that shot if you have the active and, you know, not the, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, saline batch. Your DNA is permanently altered for all time. It's gone. Your DNA is gone. You're out of the, your bloodline is out of the running. It's, you're out of the gene pool forever, right? You're out of the gene pool forever unless you're going to have these, you know, you know, autistic slave babies or whatever. Um, black eyed babies, you know, um, epsilons, like, epsilons, yeah. So yeah. It, it is, um, so something is obviously resisting it, you know what I mean? You know, like I said, I, I never expected going to Asia, I thought it would be, um, 
you know, I didn't expect I'd be like Rob when I came back to us, but Hey, that's, but it was, everything was pretty cool over there. To be honest, like it was pretty cool. Um, as things go, except for the mass insanity where I almost got killed by, which I told uh, Sean about like, yeah. most crazy experiences of my life with this collective insanity of about Wait, some, some places in India. I'm sorry. I didn't, uh, you, <laughs> crazy insanity of your life. Uh, uh, some some of those places in India were given uh you know little packets to prevent them from getting and they had like ivermectin and oh yeah it's called the Uttar Pradesh miracle. Mm. Yeah, be, Uttar Pradesh. Pradesh. That's right. Yeah. So there's there's some good stuff going on in India, but there's also you can see these different levels of infiltration, right? So for example, Kerala, which was a Christian state or also sort of a left-wing socialist kind of communist state which have a hundred percent literacy level. There's a massive thing going on number of years of super dark satanic occult stuff, human sacrifice stuff, like literally where there's bills being introduced, you know, on, you know, they have these bills introduced to stop like human sacrificial rituals. that's getting that prevalent in Kerala. Um, and I won't go into the, my, the whole what happened to me, but that was an example, sort of a mimetic thing going into a population that had been exposed to uh, mimetic warfare or video stuff. But you know, the um, you know a lot of people have died. A lot of people haven't died. Um, the collapse of the infrastructure, though. The one thing is that we have a very fragile infrastructure with the shipping, with our food production, with our electricity. Now, now, in a place like India, suddenly you lose all your electricity, all your power. You still got the people, you still have, like America had in the Great Depression, right? You have sort of organic, root, grassroots level infrastructure that can reemerge. What's going to happen here in your major metropolitan areas, right? Oh, uh, it's cannibalism. <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. But that's very well said. Uh, yeah, they, you know. They, they manipulate the consciousness like that and they um and i'm i'm glad that you were able to see somewhere else and get a good view of like how it really was um because a lot of us are in a bubble you know we only see the tv or the computer i had a friend in tokyo said it was just totally normal yeah. there was nothing like you know notification of people dying or you just thought it was totally uh totally normal society without people in the streets or anything like that. He said it was super clean coming from Los Angeles. So, uh, well, well, yeah. normal in certain places, you know, but in other, other ways, other places like, uh, on said, he has three people who died in the last month and some other people have had that experience that people around them are dropping dead. So, right. Well, and I just want to state that, uh, you know, people died, like just suddenly died, you know, families waiting to go out to dinner, doesn't show up finally someone knocks on the door just died you know brain hemorrhage or just died of a heart attack right suddenly you know a guy with you know brand new baby you know uh, you know or early 40s i mean you got something to live for right you, you know you know what i mean and just boom just dies of a heart attack well just like and that's what's strange about these deaths is that there's no kind of like bob got cancer and he had nine months to go you know what i mean like they knew the stages of that death like or somebody has heart problems and then, you know, it wasn't a surprise. These are all surprising young deaths. That's what's strange. Like, no, yep. 
no inclination, no understanding of the person or people around them that he was sick or that person was sick. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I just bring up one little last topic here is that for those that didn't buy into it, right? I uh, just want to ask you guys, like, what was the social pressure like, right? There's a social pressure, right? Among family, among friends, among, you know, this or that. Like, where you don't, you don't want to state what you really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, there's type of excommunication from society. Um, now, the assumption that you follow the rules, of course, would be used to your advantage. But I just, because I think that's also part of it, right? I, I think that affected everybody. I just throw that out there with yeah um i'll take that one for sure it has been an absolutely turbulent path um between uh, i mean it all it it's really started out with the job and whether you know i mean the timeline for me was just basically like does the job make me go and do it right do they well not make me but you get what i'm saying you know, are they going to put that in front of me and say, hey, you either get this or you don't work here anymore? Well, that didn't happen, you know, but not to get in too much detail about about people that aren't here to defend themselves. But uh, I've had many family members who have refused to be in my in the presence of myself and uh, my wife and my children because none of us four are getting that stuff put in our bodies willingly. And that's just that. And they've chosen to do it for themselves. Um, my extended family members have chosen to get that shot, and I wish them the best of luck. That's their choice to make in the end. Uh, sorry you didn't you know, really read into it too much. That's not up to me. It's up to you. And I tried. And you guys don't want to be anywhere near me because of this, and that's what you're saying. Uh, and it's really sad and it's really tough. Um, I am angry and confused and I don't know what to do. So I try to forgive them for that, for the things that they don't know. And I try to stand up for myself for the things that I do know. And that's uh, about as much as I can really do within the boundaries of like, the values and the principles that I hold near and dear to my heart and the things that I, the way that I live my life. Um, because I'm not, I'm not a violent person and I'm not an aggressive person uh, until somebody really tries to put their hands on me. That's when, you know, that's when the teeth come out and the claws come out, that kind of, I'm that kind of guy, but it's just a really sad, sad thing. And the people that, were would look right in your face your entire life telling you how much they care about you and that we'll we'll be family no matter what and oh nothing's gonna stop us from you know being family and then they just up and go well you know uh you don't have this vaccine that doesn't do anything so we're not going to be near you because we're scared i'm like hey you don't need to be scared because they've admitted it doesn't do anything and they still won't hear it you know, and it's like, hey, Rochelle Walensky, all of these people, they're coming out and saying that it doesn't stop transmission. So, like, what's the big deal? Like, why does it matter anymore? And they're like, well, it stops it a little bit. It's like, no, it doesn't. No, it it either does it or it doesn't, and it doesn't. Like, so enough. You know, it's like, I, it's like since the since the rollout of the thing, I've I've I have literally tried to like 
put the information in front of them, try to talk to them on the phone and just be like, hey, did you hear about the guy that um, was part of the team that invented this stuff? And he's saying that it's not going to work this way. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about that? Did you? No? Well, that's what, you know, did you hear about one of the most celebrated cardiologists on the face of the planet who's published more in cardiology than any other single human being alive saying that this is going to have a very, very bad effect on young men's hearts, myocarditis, periocarditis. Did you hear about that? No. You know, they're trying to take his medical, at the time they were trying to take his medical license away. And I think that they did, you know, but you got guys like him, Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, Geert van der Bosch. You, you even got guys like Francis Boyle, you know, who are, who are like coming out and being like, this has all, Francis Boyle was coming out early on and saying this has all the markings of a biological weapon attack. Right. You know, about the, about the, about the supposed virus, not even about the shot, about the and virus then, itself. And then, and then, you know, then, you know, you get a vaccine on top of that. That's, it's not, it's no good. You know, Pfizer said itself that it didn't test to see if it yeah. reduces transmission. So right. Albert Borla sent one of his lackeys over to the EU parliamentary hearing because it wasn't required by law for him to show up. So he wasn't breaking any laws. So he didn't have to show up. So he sent a spokesperson from Pfizer over there and they scratched. And she said, No, of course we didn't test. <laughs> yeah, they said, No. You got to work at the speed of science. It, yeah, that's the warp speed of science. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, it, it is, it's a tough path to go down. It's definitely tried my patience. And there have been moments of weakness where I was like, geez, I, you know, I, I just want this kind of, this kind of treatment to go away. But then I realized that I'm like doing the right thing by not doing that to my right. body and to my children, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to really deal with, you know. I'm sorry for you, James, uh, but I can yeah. relate. Uh, my uh, even before the shots, uh, I wasn't allowed in my mother's house without taking a PCR test. I refused that, and uh, she would only see me in the driveway with a mask on she was wearing a mask and then i asked her if she would hug me and she offered me her elbow dude uh and like after like being in town for like six months i whittled her her down to get one hug out of her and now i'm away in ohio and uh you know she she took it and uh, i don't know how many she's had i don't know which one and uh, she already had medical problems. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if it's ever going to get resolved before she goes, you know. And uh, I'm kind of scared to inquire about it. And I'm kind of mad that she doesn't care about meeting my kid. <laughs> uh, he's three now, you know, and she's never really. So um, I don't know if it's because of that. She might use that as an excuse of COVID or whatever, but um, I don't think I'll ever forgive her for that, <laughs> you know? So, you know, big talk on this show. Sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, it, was it tough for you, William, to, to stand your ground and not in L.A.? As a, a- I mean, kind of. I just told people, like, 
it was like talking to people like bricks and stones. You're like, hey, there's this thing isn't tested. What is this? Is this even work? Is it really even a vaccine? Right. I mean, I just was suspicious from the get go. Also, the high pressure tactic. Like I had been in sales, and I've seen, I've supported sales as an attorney, and I know like there's like that feel of urgency. You always are pressing people for urgency. So like I keyed into that. Like, why is this so urgent? Why are you pushing this? Like my suspicions were up. Like uh, I was being hustled. Like three card Monty or something like that. Yeah. Very so. So that was it. And I think I'd already had the kind of past of kind of being super paranoid. And so, but I think, I think it was, it wasn't as hard. Like I think all my family got, got, I mean, my brothers and parents both all got the shot and they still got sick. So my mother-in-law got sick with COVID supposedly, whatever she got sick. Um, So I mean, it's a tragedy because it's not effective, whatever they put in their bodies. And I think that was the whole scam of changing the goalposts is we're just going to keep giving you this shot till the end of time. But uh, yeah, I think it was I think for me, it wasn't like I was in a vulnerable spot. Nobody told me what to do, but I think it was just kind of like the application of behavioral science and informational warfare that I saw that made me scared like. Why are you trying to get rid of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine from the get-go? Like, why isn't that a viable thing? I know what they had to do. They had to they had to get rid of them so that the vaccines were the solution. But uh, there were just like things that just kind of made me glaring red flags. Yeah, red flags. So yeah. Well, I don't regret not getting the shot. I do not regret that. And I got sick with something twice. Like, I got sick with, with the PCR test, which I don't even trust said that i had this thing covid so i went and got ivermectin twice and i didn't really have any lingering effects i had a really bad cough but i really got sick really in in january of 2020 i was laid out i was laid out for a week with something i have no idea what it was but it was the sickest i'd ever been in my life do you think maybe that it it hit la uh early uh wouldn't surprise me at all just because of like i'm right next to lax tons of chinese people were coming through Um, I got hit with something. I don't even know if it was COVID. It was even before I think they had a COVID test, which is remarkable. So even before the vaccine. But I was out, man. I could have been in the hospital. Like, I was that bad. I wasn't, like, struggling for breath, but I had a cough that just wouldn't quit. There was nothing I could do to stop it. But then, like, when I was done, too, with that illness, it's almost three years ago, uh, like, I had trouble walking up a flight of steps. Like, it was, I was wiped out. But like I said, I'm very fortunate. Like I, whatever I had, it sick. The other two feelings, the other two times that I supposedly had was sick. It was just like a normal flu to me or a normal cold. Like I just sniffling and had a little bit of a fever, which went away. And but if you had taken the shot, it would last forever. It could, yeah. <laughs> the sickness didn't last like whatever. No, you know, no. I was fine. I was actually fine in three days. But <laughs> you know, you just kind of like they tell you to be you know quarantine yourself so i wasn't fully immune to a lot of the stuff you know i was definitely was kind of like on board i'd seen a lot of the videos back in 2020 so i thought something bad really was happening back then so i don't know how much of the propaganda i believed but i definitely thought something bad was happening so so you didn't take their what they told you uh 
I don't regret not getting it. Just like yeah, that. beautiful. I'm right. Not, uh, not regret. I'm not going out to get any shot, especially now. Like the worst, the natural immunity. That's the other thing that they don't even bring up is like, how bad is this? And if you get it, isn't you aren't you supposed to be immune to it just like any other disease? Right. Like whether it's measles or smallpox or whatever. Like that's the whole idea of getting it or getting exposed to that stuff. So why aren't you telling me once I've had it, I'm done? Because they want to. Like, I don't care. I don't wear a mask or do anything. Good for you, man. I was in the same boat as you, William, about the about the uh, early 2020, late 2019 propaganda that was coming out and, and being like, oh my God, like, what is this? What is this thing? I didn't recognize it as a PSYOP right away. I wasn't really down that rabbit hole yet, you know, and it was. It was thanks to Sean here. He was kind of coaching me along, like saying, "Like, dude, just calm down, just stay calm, you know, just just stay calm. Don't do anything crazy, you know, that kind of thing." And there wasn't even talk about vaccine back then, you know, so it wasn't even a topic of conversation. And it was like it it became the topic of conversation very quickly, which is like one of the red flags to me. And then all the censorship and everything like that. It's just constant red flag after red flag. And then when the Vax finally made its way out, it was even like, oh, they're going to mandate it? Wait a minute, what? Like, no, 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 no. See that pile down the road, though. You can see yeah. it. Yeah. You, don't get, you don't get to tell me, you know, and then there was, and then the same people, <laughs> the original anti-vaxxers here are now in the White House. <laughs> they're pushing it harder than anyone. Right. They're the ones that were. In, they're the ones that were out doing. We're not going to do anything that Trump does, and it's the same exact fucking stuff. And then six months later, they're like, you know, <laughs> Biden's on stage going, "If you get the vaccine, you you can't spread it." You know, at a CNN town hall in like July of 2021. You know, and it's like, dudes, like, it's a game. It's a big game. They're playing it against you, and that's all I've ever tried to make people aware of. You know. Yeah. So, well, but you've got the staff of Hermes, right? The twin serpents winding up the AMA, yeah. right? You know, the American Medical Association. You look at the introduction of Rockefeller medicine and the, I mean, the history, right? Um, and, and I've got some books from the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, um, you know, like rare, rare books, you know, people talking about why vaccines don't work, what this vaccine did, da da da. So, um, but back, you know, my question, um, you know, in terms of that, I just want to shout out William. Like I got, I was in Costa Rica, like 2019, got back right at the beginning of 2020. I was sick for six weeks. I literally could not even get out of bed, man. I've never been that sick in my life. Um, never. And it's, um, wow, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Right. And still residual, as you say, residual stuff. And I knew other people that happened to, too. Um, but Dude, that, my body didn't function normally, man. I was out. Yeah, like, I yeah. was. I was done. Like yeah. my my wife was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I couldn't stop coughing. It's crazy. Like all night, it was just off the yeah. charts. But you know, in terms of well, I don't any sort of biographical stuff. Like I, I just with the double-headed serpent. I, I don't. First of all, I mean, Soren Kierkegaard, you know, has a book, "Sickness Unto Death." Right. So you're a human being. Your body unless you become a, you know, a eternal AI simulacrum, you're going to, you know, your body's going to die. Right. So you want to be as, of course, I want to be as healthy as possible, but I don't want to become sick 
for fear, right? And that's what the corona thing was, is a sickness of fear of potential disease. And this, though, this is what, you know, uh, you know what I want to say, that disrupting thing of how it broke apart families, right? Close relationships, right? It, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like, you know, and those are, um, you know, these are the people I think you should forgive your family members, whatever you forgive them, whatever they did, you forgive them because they, you know, they are conditioned, but also they're in such a state of fear. Cause I mean, you know, I used to travel in Asia, whatever. I mean, I was around friggin' bubonic plague outbreak, literally like where people are dying of the plague, you know, that's a real pandemic, you know, that's like, you see, you know, that's like the real deal shit, right? That's not like, seeing stuff online or just everyone's afraid. No, I mean, so obviously you don't want to expose yourself to that, but it's the fear. Look at this. It's a prevention of a fear of something. So it's a fear and it's a fear of death. Ultimately it's a fear of mortality, but then what it is, is it, is it almost unearths the, the actual connections of our deepest relationships for a lot of people. And that's a huge level of suffering. You know what I mean? But yeah, I lost jobs, this, that, but you know what I mean? Like that's so hard to heal from, right? And that's a that's a that's part of the social fabric that's been torn away by this, right? So whether it's real or not, I mean, you know It's definitely warfare. You it's know. warfare. Um, but it's also it, it's it connects it's biomimetic. I call it biomimetic because it it's gonna mimic it's, it's almost like it mimics our biological processes. It's, so there's a mimetic type of warfare, right? There's a biological component, wow. there's a mimetic or a relational component, right? So that mask becomes a symbol. You can't come in my house, right? As James saying, right? Or no, sorry, as John was saying, you right. can't come in my house. You know, that, you know, you can't come in my house and I'm going to wear this mask. To, pre- to prevent myself from being associated with you. That's an idea, right? That's not an actual fact. You're not, you know, you're not spewing out, you know, blood and phlegm and pus and just, dry, you know, drenching them in this, you know, toxic bath or something, you know, you know, toxic, you know, no. So that's, that's a mimetic thing, right? The mask. So it's a closure, right? It's a closure. It's a fear. It's the, anyways, you know, that's true. I like what you said about forgiving, you know, forgive the family members. That's an important, that, that's something that I was talking about last week was like that, that it is, if you can find it within yourself to forgive the people that are in your immediate surroundings, in your family, so like various social circles and whatnot. Great. I encourage that. I encourage that a hundred percent. If we can do that for each other in our families and stuff, great. Let's move forward together. Let's, try to rebuild what what was lost however the people that did this the people that put all of this into into play like there's some serious accountability that needs to be done there's some serious truth that needs to be brought and there's some it's it's a very long process and it's not going to happen because of one article and in, in some bullshit newspaper online and it's not going to just it's not this thing is not going to will itself into existence this amnesty will not will itself into existence. It, there's a process that needs to happen here. The acts of contrition need to be made and there needs to be truth coming out in, in like in waves. 
where it, where it's happening and it's undeniable. And you know, uh, to take something from a mentor of mine, his name is Mark Passio, and he in in some of his various uh, uh, presentations and podcasts, he would say, uh, give a little bit of history of his of his ties to you know the Church of Satan and everything and he and he said when he was leaving he told them i'm going to tell everybody and they said we could come out and tell everybody and they still wouldn't believe us they still wouldn't believe it that we're running this the running the show here and that everything that we're telling them to do is not helping them at all all this crazy not crazy but all this crazy sounding stuff the mind control is so deep yeah the mind control is so deep that they could even come out and start telling the truth about everything that's going on. And these people would still not believe it. That's what, that's where we're at. It's a big part of it at least. And it's, it's fun for them to reveal, you know, the method like that, uh, utopia, that TV show that was talking about how they gave injections so that, it, and then it was hidden that they would, it would reduce fertility. And, uh, it was, it's all, it's all in there, and there's a lot of uh, other t- things tied into that that uh, that all relate to what's going on here. But um, you know, so they tell us in in regular uh, Hollywood media, or uh, it's all if you can read the symbols, you know, like that newspaper that I was saying about earlier, you know. Yeah. You know, by the way, just uh, just one crazy revelation of the method thing is this. I think I believe it's a Tom Clancy book written in the 80s under a pseudonym that talks about the Wuhan virus and Corona and COVID. Right. Wow. Um, and I, I have it. I have the reference upstairs. But that, I thought that was a Dean Koontz book. Oh, Dean Koontz. Yeah. Sorry. It was one of those guys. Yeah. One of the. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's where, you know, you look at that Illuminati card deck and that's where what I was talking about with John is why I got in some of these weird sort of esoteric trans temporal, uh, sorry, I'm trying to figure <laughs> Look, this is like Boris Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> I rotate it every time I turn it, it looks like Boris Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we had some very esoteric discussions about like the Klepoth and the, uh, you know, and the, the, the rollout of the, of, you know, the ritual in plain sight, so that everybody is participating with their consciousness. And, well, uh, there's a different time matrix, okay? So that's what I, I want to say. If you have something talking about a Wuhan virus in the 80s, right? And, you know, Dean Koontz, you know, whatever. I'll, mm-hmm. I have the book upstairs somewhere. But, but um, like, that's, that's something that, how's that happening now, right? So there's things that jump ahead in time that go back in time. You know what I mean? So... That's just one aspect of it. But, uh, you know, in terms of the you know, forgiveness, I mean, I, I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, the idea, what does it mean to forgive? I mean, I think forgiveness is the weight. You release that weight. Um, and, you know, if it's like, you know, I forgive you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the kill shot. That's mine. I'm just kidding. But basically, you know, if someone is trying to kill you, right, you look at all the things we talked about. Those that are in the know that are asking Mia culpa, no, they're actively trying to destroy you and your everything about you. 
and your entire family, your entire history, everything. So they're actively trying to kill you. Whether or not this this operation gets phased out in the next phase or that phase, they're actively trying to kill you in every kind of way they can. Um, and and so you know, okay, forget what I mean. They they are they're going to keep trying to kill you. You know what I mean? If they could walk up and put, they could walk to your door. If they could just get all of us, you know, you know, tagged on the AI algorithm and say, do 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 do, put the little symbols on our heads, and there'll be just a AI robotic or just a human kill squad come and just give us, boom, they come out and kill us. Seriously, if they could do that, they do it right now. I mean, if that was feasible, they would do it. So, what does that mean to forgive them? Forgive them what? They know what they do. They're they are. They are, we're trying to kill you because, you know, go, you know, go back, you know, the whole theory of evolution, which is, um, you know, that you know, Erasmus Darwin, right? You, you know, his Charles Darwin's grandmother. I mean, this is the whole idea of this elite, elite class, you know, this, whether it's the nobleman, whether whoever it is, you know, the Illuminati or the, you know, the, the money class or whatever. This is the definition that we are. You know, even within a quote unquote Christian framework, you define the people out of the equation of being a human being, right? We even go into the word human. How do you add the hue suffix to man? So even human rights, that's also questionable because a right can be offered and taken away. Who's giving that right? Right. So, but fundamentally, you're out of the equation. You're not a human being, right? You are, you are, you're not, you're not, you are either a slave or you're a, 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 you're either a cog in the machine or you're a hindrance, period. Are these people all powerful? Yes and no. Yes, in that if you look at the past generations of the actual gene, right, they had geniuses, absolutely hyper-intelligent people, you know, you know, that were setting this whole system up. The current batch of people is pretty lowbrow and i wanted to bring it up earlier but look at these people look at that arnez you know that that, that uh that you know that in, in in new zealand like look at these people they're just so annoying and they're so they're they're like the lowest class you could look at it it's like a big romper room it's a big kindergarten room jacinda ardern jacinda ardern, ardern. ardern. a really good picture of her where she like morphed into this kind of cute, uh, you know, outdoors person into a literal witch, and she is high on it as a kite. Yeah. I've seen a couple of videos of her just like touching her nose. Like I've known coke people, and she was like nah. hitting all a hundred percent of the <laughs> indicators of somebody who's high on coke, looking around, <laughs> and hyper vigilant, touching her nose. Checking to see if she's got coke residue. <laughs> on coke residue. Yeah, it was like. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Sorry. To Are we glad to have leaders like? That. Let me see if I can find that picture of her. <laughs> no, but, do but that. quality. No, just what I was saying. Look at the quality of these leaders, right? I mean, just across the board, you see, you know, these like, you know, these like douchebag twerps like Justin Trudeau, yeah. and sort of younger guys. That you know, and then you have these. I mean, like Bill Gates or whatever. Hi guys, I'm gonna genocide you because I, you know, I, you know, I, and these they, just, just because we have to. You know. I mean, you know, you look at the, you know, it's like they're rubbing it in your face, right? The, the quality of the leadership has gone down. <laughs> so who's that? Um, oh, the the, the, the mayor of uh, Chicago. How about her, man? Lori Lightfoot. Bumpy. Oh man. You know, I mean, I mean, look at like Skeletor. 
She looks, know, like, she looks like a black Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. the lack of intelligence, right? I mean, even so you could see that. Anyways, I'm just throwing it out there. But There it is. Look at this Jacinda oh, Arturn before and after. Weekend. Like she ah! yeah. She's a method, dude. Yeah, she is. She turned into a witch. There's there's like a there's like a series of these like four of these pictures of her. It's even worse if I can find that other picture. Yeah, so she's probably got all gray hair then, right? We we're gonna assume she's like all oh, gray it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I can let she, me see if I can find that art picture of her coked up to the, to the right. adult. So right. she was pushing those shots, and she was uh, she's one of the people fully responsible for uh keep i mean this uh we need to uh remember that the uh it is a black pill that we need to forgive (laughs) for a lot of i think that is a i think that's a black pill too and uh i don't think that the i don't think that the uh jacinda ardern deserves forgiveness um but um, you know, we get we can. I don't think any leaders do. I don't think that anybody should be. Again, like I think that no one rules another person. So we all have free will. As people need to realize that, you know, uh, stop voting for these. Because all lesser of two evils is always evil. You know. But uh. I'm, uh, I just wanted to see if any of you, uh, we had, I spoke earlier and I just want to say that again, that you can find William Ramsey at WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com and you can find, uh, Hans Utter at, uh, uh, MindControlMusic.WordPress.com. I, I believe so. Okay. I'm still there if I. Okay. And uh, you can find Loomis at chantitdownradio.com. And you can find James at freeyourmindne.com. And you can find my, my work at onegreatworknetwork.com slash Sean Dash McCann. And uh, William has uh, books for sale. He has uh, documentaries that he's produced. And all of that is accessible through uh, his website. And uh, Hans has written some books. And uh, I think you can find them on Amazon if you can find them. Uh, We need to uh, talk to Hans and get some more information where where he can find more stuff we need to get that worked on uh, and james uh james had just uh produced a uh shattering the illusion and he had many guests and uh there's many videos produced and he has his own show uh, hitchhiker's guide to truth and he's uh he's, he's been pretty much every week every saturday at, and uh, nine o'clock and we'll be doing this show hopefully once a month and maybe uh we'll see how it goes and uh, so uh black pill digest you can find that at odyssey uh well i'll be putting a bit shoot rumble and uh, we'll be putting it on the audio as well uh out on all the audio streams and um 
Uh, I'm very uh, happy to have had these uh, you guests here for this uh, very first Black Pill Digest. And uh, I think that uh, would anybody, uh, would you like to say uh, anything, please, William, first? Uh, well, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you, and it was great to uh, meet your guests as well. But uh, thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Wonderful. I, you were a great addition, and you had a lot of uh, important things to say. And uh, the Bioweapon Blues series is uh, very informative. There's a lot of things that I had never heard before, and you've dug it. You've dug up a lot of uh, shocking truth, and I'm thankful. And you know, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Wonderful. And Hans, uh, thank you for joining us today. I know that it was like. Uh, you had a little problem with the the browser and such, but thank you for working it out and being here with us. Thank you. Yeah, no, I had my super hi-fi system set up, ready to go, and then I couldn't get it to work, so I downscaled in short order to the laptop, and it turns out, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, it was a pleasure, and uh, it's good to good to be here. And I'll get some, uh, you know, I'm gonna get my books out. If anybody, I need like a web designer. Even I'll I'll pay I'll pay. Uh, not uh, FTX coin, promise. <laughs> That's what. I'm right. working on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and the, people can, if people can comment here on the video, or we can, uh, they can contact us, and we can contact you if anybody can help to get your website working. Yeah. And, uh, I've got a number of different books together, and, and different sort of hats I've worn, including one of which was more academic, which is why I maybe didn't publish some of my more mind control stuff with greater alacrity, but yeah, great pleasure being here. And, uh, William, by the way, I, I believe like you did, um, like, cause I did some stuff with Ed Opperman and uh, you were in an Ed Opperman show quite a bit, right? And uh, Ed's a great guy. And, uh, you were, yeah, I was, I was kind of produced for Ed for about three years. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I, I forget how long I've worked with that. In fact, I, he gave me rain for his radio network at one point And then my, my I think one of my first interviews with Ed was in 2013. Okay, yeah, so a long time ago. Ed's a cool guy, you know. At one point, I was like, "Man, I want to be a private detective." He's like, it's "Like, you know, <laughs> don't do it." But I think he, just, he just reposted an interview I did about the West Memphis Street with uh, the great uh, Dave McGowan. Okay, Dave McGowan. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted to mention like the West Memphis Three. Right. This is a great. I mean, whatever, you know, we're talking about, the, you know, the COVID is a meta-narrative, but the West Memphis Three is kind of a micro-narrative, right? It's such an interesting story because I followed your work. and But the way that guy just absolutely just, I mean, how does he go? He's a celebrity, right? Yeah, Daniel Nichols. Every yeah. Side, that, that's a, you know what I mean? Like, that's an example of that sort of induction process, right? Like the movie uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? So you're inducing either to become a robotic slave or a psychopath, right? A psychopathic Satanist is sort of a modeling to be successful, but uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk about that. I've done a show. I've done a show with Sean about it. Really. Yeah, we, we okay. talked about how Damien Eccles is like following is a psyop, you know, like it's, And he almost, uh, Sean almost said exactly in meaning what you just stated about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It'd be great to have you guys. Uh, uh, we yeah, we'll talk about. about it. I've been talking about the West Memphis Three for ten years now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got in that a little bit. The book Abomin Abomination is great. It's uh, everybody should read that. Well, just uh, one last thing here, just on that thing. So yeah, I have uh, music mind control at WordPress dot com, Hansetter dot com, 
and okay. other other vectors. Um, I got stuff on Spotify, and it's all going to be dialed in here very soon. Um, but uh, but I, you know, I look at you know as I did a lot of this stuff is like you know psychosocial history, social you know historical. I, I tend to be you know very I have a very strong empirical basis, even though you know it sounds like I'm kind of branching off in some occultic stuff. But you know, I look at this whole thing. I think that the you know, starting with like the Zodiac and all the, the serial killer stuff was so much a part of what the whole to allow Corona to, to roll out. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, and so there's so much um, stuff within that. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, I mean, some are more important than others. How about the the mission, the guy in Michigan, right? Sort of forgotten. You know what I'm talking about? He was like, uh, it was a Ypsilanti. You know, uh, he, he there was around like 68, 69, right about the same time as Manson, right? But this Manson totally overshadowed this guy, you know, who was killing all the co-eds, had connections with, you know, various members of the police force. But, you know, you think of the serial killer thing. This was such a part, like my childhood, right? I grew up with this stuff all the time. Think about it. Like there was always another serial killer. Suddenly stops. This is you know, sort of the, the psychic landscape. I think these are part of the thousand points of light in the, uh, the Sephirotic crown of thorns of uh, mind control. But uh, anyways, well, I'd be super interested to check out um, more of your I've work. listened to, I think, most of your shows on Gnostic Media with what, Yon, uh, okay. Irvin? Yeah, I've heard most of your shows. I've yeah, listened very, to a couple of yours with that, too. Yeah, uh, very deep, uh, very deep look into the Grateful Dead and uh, into the, the '60s culture and into music in general. Like uh, it's it's uh, you know just you, what you taught us about like how China changes the tune of all the all the instruments when they get a new leader. Uh, it's very interesting, man. It was, those are great shows, by the way, Hans. Yeah, they're good shows. Really good. Yeah. All right, guys, I gotta run. Take care. Yeah. Great to be with you and. Uh... Thank you, William. Thank you. Nice to meet you, William. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us on Black Pill Digest. Uh, James, would you do you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, just as a nice little send off here this evening, I uh, like to share with all of you some some words to think about. Uh, it's an old Turkish proverb that came across my desk recently, and I want to share it with y'all. Uh, it goes a little something like this. The, the forest was shrinking, but the trees kept voting for the axe. For the axe was clever and convinced the trees that because his handle was made of wood, that he was one of them. So take that with you as you tread down this, this path to truth. And just do some thinking for yourself for once. <laughs> Thank you for that, James. Uh, thank you, Hans, again. Uh, and thank you all for listening to uh, the very first Black Pill Digest. Cheers. <laughs>